0: Smith Falls. Welcome back, my friends. It's so good to have you back. And to those of you who are here for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Smith's Falls On. On Smith's Falls. Say it in whatever order you want. It's kind of like Smith's Falls, Ontario, except on doesn't stand for Ontario. It just stands for on. The microphone is on. My guests are On the show. My podcast is on your pod? Don't use a lot of pods these days for podcasts, do we? I'm sure some do. Hmm. Word etymology. It's kind of like the history of words. There's somebody else I know who's uh, quite into history. A couple people, in fact. And I have them on the show today. They are. Outer Bridge. They are the Outer Bridges. They are Ted and Marion Outer Bridge. Some people may call them magicians. Some people call them illusionists. I call them friends. Uh, We moved to this quaint little town right around the same time. Those magicians, those illusionists, and I Uh, me and my wife, my partner in crime, we came up here. They came up here. We almost got in a fight with them about a house. No, not really. We weren't going to fight them, but they did want the same house as us and they got it. So we had to look elsewhere. It's all good. We got a house that, uh, we're very happy with. Anyway, this isn't about me. This is about Ted and Marion Outerbridge. We had a great talk. They have a show, by the way, we talk about it in the convo but I want to talk about it right here right off the top right off the hop Outerbridge Clockwork Mysteries they are performing and you can go watch them for real in real life when you go to smithfalls the website you can buy tickets prices are amazing I think it's like 20 bucks around 20 bucks for kids 30 bucks for adults what so affordable they put on an amazing show these folks are world class people, world-class. They are world-class, comma, people. They're also world-class people, but they are world-class illusionists. They are world-class entertainers. They play Vegas. They play China. They play all over our country. And here they are in our little town at our little theater. Local illusionists, local uh, town historians, really, is what they've become. They're running a little effort on Facebook called the Keyhole House, uh, all inspired by the journey that they've had discovering the history of their own house, which has led them into delving further into the history of our town. And our town is now richer for it. But before we get to that convo, it's time to talk sponsors. Back supporting the show today is Water and Rail, folks. I was at a show last night and I saw four, four. Of these hoodies all at the same show. It was like a little club. A little club that maybe you're not a part of yet. And you should be. Water and Rail. Smith's Falls local clothing and lifestyle brand. They just got new sunglasses. I got a pair. They're sweet. They got these bamboo arms on them. They got that sort of natural feel. Modern look. Ray-Ban style-ish. A couple different colors to choose from. You can save 10% on Water and Rail. Sunglasses this time. Or hoodies. Sunglasses or hoodies just go to the arts hub that's the only place you can buy this water and rail stuff. They are stocked at the arts hub and uh, use a discount code. use a discount code podcast 10 Podcast 10 is the discount code that will save you ten percent on water and rail hoodies or sunglasses do it and I'm very pleased to be talking about our next sponsor Bowies.
1: I am-
0: You gone down to Bowie's? I go down to Bowie's a lot because it's just such a nice place to go. I'm going to run through the Bowie's calendar for you folks just real quick. The weekly calendar looks like Wednesdays trivia. They've got trivia every Wednesday's. Sweet local prizes. You go, you have some fun with some friends, you answer some trivia, two rounds, Pat runs it. It's fun, it's fun. E, it's a blast. I go every Wednesday I can. Trivia, 8 to 10-ish, show up by 8, fun times. Trivia. Where is my mind? Trivia at Bowie's. Thursday nights is the open stage. That's always a blast. You want to come down, you want to sing a song or two, you want to hear people singing a song or two. Doesn't matter if you're just beginning, you want to try something out for your first time on a stage in front of a microphone, or if you've been doing it for years and just want to keep doing it, go. You can even get up and tell a poem if you want. If that's your fancy, it's all about letting the locals shine. Get up behind that microphone and be cheered on by your brothers and sisters. Now Fridays, that's new music night at Bowie's. Wonderful acts. It's a pay what you can type event. You throw some money in the hat. You cheer the music on. It's a great Friday night Live music, new music at Bowie's. Discover your next favorite act. These people are going places. Pat should be off working A&R for some record label, but instead, he's slinging you beer and feeding the acts that you get to be all hipster and say you liked them before they were cool. Friday nights at Bowie's, new music night. Saturday, more music. The Beached Whalers, it's jazz night. They're amazing. That jazz, ooh, just gets right under my skin. Jazz the Beached Whalers, every Saturday night. And then, of course, Bowie's has a monthly songwriter series this time. It's Zach Lucky coming back. Folky country songster, Canadiana. I love Zach, and he puts on quite a show. He's playing Bowie's Sunday, August fifteenth at seven p.m. Now we're still under COVID rules here, so no individual tickets for sale here. It's one fifty a table. Go buy a table. Bring out your family. Bring out your your bubble, your pod, whatever whatever you've got working for you right now and during these times. Sunday, August fifteenth at seven p.m. It's Bowie's twenty Russell Street largest selection of craft beer in smith's falls best 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 place to go see new music and hang with the cool kids at bowie's okay we're going to get to my fantastic and very interesting convo with outer bridge i had to go buy headphones today i bought both those pairs oh, today oh it was like wow. i'm gonna get white for marion oh and thank you oh, no. no. exactly
2: yeah, excuse me yeah it's like Sorry, magic yeah. Yeah. I like tricks know. Of my own thank you i know thank mm. you know, let's...
3: that's a lot of love
2: i love it love it love it
3: mm-hmm.
0: and uh give me a check one two there just say a few things for me uh, Ted. Did
3: what check 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 and hello we'll you check louder Every time I think of you, quando, 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 quando. So
2: you see, there's a reason why he is not a singer. Yeah, <laughs> you could be a voiceover artist. <laughs> he though. could be. Yeah,
3: and everybody-
0: you got a you got a yeah. nice deep resonant
3: voice. Yeah, yeah, I could yeah. if I'm reading something, as long as I don't have to know anything. Oh no, you, you don't good. have to know anything. Yeah, I, <laughs> I do read. a fair amount of voiceover work can myself. Read. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you yeah. just got to read it. You can read so, it.
0: Read it. 50 times if you want you just maybe pick the you best could one. be
3: my agent and get me work and i'll give you a cut
0: yeah yeah i've been thinking about setting up like an agency site are yeah. oh actually, cool i used to work for an e-learning company okay um and that was my job yeah okay to, uh, it, w- it wasn't like as much like commercial voiceover it was more mm-hmm. like it was sales training yeah specifically sure. okay. sales yeah. sales training and training for first responders on how to deal with domestic abuse cases. Oh wow, that's Ew. tough. That's yeah. rough. I don't know if
3: I'd I i do not know if I could do that. Well, sometimes
0: it's just you. like you have to be like the narrating doctor type. Anyway, uh, we've actually been rolling for like the last three minutes. Oh great. Oh, so.
2: awesome. It felt so I good know, this it is felt awesome. Good.
3: I like it here. I'm just uh, Yeah. I'm gonna open this. So can you can brought now. me
0: some drinks. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Jeff said you would like this one. I do like
0: this and, one. Uh, I feel like I may have had this one. Yeah, I've had this one once before, and uh, I'm no stranger to to Belgian ales. Okay, I, I've had a lot of different kinds of beer. I used to work uh, used to work promotions for Molson. Wow, so I, got I was a Molson
2: Dry girl and Molson yes. Export. Absolutely, My wife. yeah. yeah. I, mean, I was doing rave parties. That
3: was the clincher when we were. I was wondering, <laughs> you know, should we get married? And then, yeah. She's a Molson dry girl. Yep.
2: That, that was exciting. It. Dancing can, on beer boxes. I can
0: tell by everything you said that that was a little before my time with the company because they were not promoting those brands at all when I worked for them. It was all Coors right. Light. They okay. Coors Light girls.
2: Right. Specifically no.
0: Coors Light French maids. Right. Oh. Yeah. No, oh.
2: no. Well, I had a blue unitard. My <laughs> wife
3: stood in a blue unitard when she was a Molson dry girl on a stack of beer cases at a rave yep. party with mm-hmm. our own private bouncers.
2: Yeah, we all had our dancing. own bouncer. We were and like then, 20 uh, dancers. It was pretty spectacular. And then you were a Molson girl. And then I was a Molson well. girl mm-hmm. as well, dressed in a red so, cute little skirt, yep. cute little top, more looking like a cheerleader. Yep. But they loved it. It was rave parties. Like mm-hmm. we would yeah. do a couple of sets and mm-hmm. the bouncers would literally just pick us up and lift us up on the cases and mm-hmm. off we went. So it's great fun. booging along. Yeah, yeah,
0: I used to throw, I was in charge of throwing Coors like Cold parties.
2: Whoa! What was that? We would travel
0: around uh, the country and like throw parties at bars. They'd give give away some free beer. There's like a different theme each year. One of them was casino themed, and you could play mock casino games where you would win like uh, golden keys and stuff. And then at the end of the night, the people would all like trade in their keys and stuff, and somebody would win a golden ticket. About oh, it. wow. That's Coors cool. like Mystery Mansion. Right. Wow. Nobody knows where it
2: Whoa. is. I, okay. it I like it. You do? I like yeah. it. Would you share that with yeah, us? Yeah, it's in Emerald Lake. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. It's in Emerald Lake, BC. You can, so it's the kind of
3: thing you can go I'm going to talk yeah. to Jeff about the Keyhole beer. Mm. And you can win a trip to, you know, tour the Keyhole house. Nice. Where yeah. we live. In Smith Falls. Yeah. Yeah. i've
0: toured the keyhole house before
3: yeah I you know were there you before did. us yeah you saw it before us and you rejected it did i like, not no it no, no, us. no that's no, a, that's to, not true no, no? they wanted
2: no. to put in an offer while oh, our offer was already okay, there
3: okay yeah okay you, yeah, yeah they, yeah, so they yeah. were like well
0: first. i can show it to you but there's been yeah. an offer made already and we're like yeah. okay we'll see it you know offers fall through sometimes uh, yeah that's right and then the offers
3: did not fall through a lot of people looked at that house Everyone we know says, "Oh yeah, we saw that house."
0: Yeah, I I feel like yeah that's that's the kind of house that you you go see whether you're really looking for a house or not.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's a beauty. It
0: is. I'm looking forward to my next tour because you guys have done a lot of stuff to the place, right?
3: Yeah, we've been pretty busy. Yeah, uh, yeah, but still a lot more work to do. Uh, many things have happened in there. Yeah, but we walked through the keyhole, touched the molding, had to buy the house. Yeah and then step 1 was removing wall-to-wall carpeting. Mm-hmm. The entire house was full of carpeting, yeah, yeah. including the bathroom. It had gray wall-to-wall carpeting.
0: Yeah. And which, when I went through there, that yeah. was that was on our minds as well. We were like, well, if we get it, like hopefully there's something good under the carpets. What was under? Oh, Dying hardwood. Oh, yeah, hardwood.
2: Perfect. Beautiful hardwood. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. always great. Yeah. So
3: uh the doorbell did not work when you saw the house, when we saw the house, the doorbell didn't work. Yeah. So we moved in, we removed all the wall to wall carpeting, and the doorbell started working. Wow.
2: It was so crazy. So
3: we think the house wanted the carpeting to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was a beautiful carpet at its time, but it was more yeah, like was it, from the sixties. Did it have like a pattern? Yeah, on like green and remember. gold yeah. and yeah. No, that was a mm-hmm. nice carpet in the in the living room, but I have allergy issues, mm-hmm. so carpet had to go. Oh, carpet's a bad idea. But it office it was building, at its maybe. time; it was yeah, popular. This yeah. Yeah. yeah, but at its time, it was definitely very was, beautiful. Just oh yeah, just put we, it all
0: over the hardwood. Great and,
2: idea. And it saved and protected our beautiful hardwood Warm floors. Warm and cozy
3: and clean. The living yeah. room was white shag carpeting mm. and uh it was it would have been very prestigious in the day yeah mm-hmm. but not in our day yeah no so yeah but i did feel that the house was watching us and yeah it knew we were taking out the carpeting and i was concerned as to how the house was going to react but the house was very happy because mm-hmm. the doorbell yeah. started to work yeah
0: see i um have you ever heard about my old house my old place i had before here no I lit, I I bought an old church. Oh, in Chatton. Yes,
3: I heard that. That yeah. is so cool. On yeah, I came. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. were talking
0: I was talking about it with Amy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. actually
0: very, like the same way you tend to uh anthropomorphize your own house and personify it and give it a soul and a yeah. brain and, a, mm-hmm. and grat- its own gratitude and its own awareness. Yeah. I tended to do the same and that I I actually I quoted that anecdote because I had I used to have conversations. With with the house, sure, I would put my hand on it and, and talk cool. to it. Yeah, no, so I, sort of, sort of the same I way I talk to that. my yeah. dog, even though I know it can't actually understand me.
3: I talk to the house a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Agnes actually. Well,
2: Agnes. exactly. She was but, one of the first owners in the house. So. But right.
3: you were living in an old church. Yes, that's wild. That's yeah. really. Mm. Yeah, I never.
0: I did. I pull up any carpet in there? I did pull up carpet. Unfortunately, I had plywood underneath, ah. underneath my burnt orange carpet.
3: I'm sorry. Oh,
0: okay. but I yeah. did also. When when we first got the place, all the walls were covered. It was a had 14 foot high ceilings, and it had wainscoting up about four four feet. So there's 10 feet all the way around. 30 by 40 room, 1,200 square feet of like the you know. Quintessential 70s wood paneling everywhere.
3: Right. And uh, we have some if you need some. yeah. No, oh, if you're not dealing with We got tons we, of it.
0: I filled a garbage bin with enough. <laughs> I've, uh, okay. Right. But I pulled it all down. That was the first thing we did when yeah. we were in there. We pulled it all down and it was all embossed tin on the walls. Mm. Oh,
2: wow. That is everywhere. beautiful, though.
3: Yeah. Amazing. Flau-de-lis.
2: Yeah, that is. Yes. Everywhere. Wow, amazing. Wow.
3: Exposed probably. That's cool. And they covered it with beautiful 70s wood paneling. paneling. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: No, our wood paneling covered some turquoise paint, Mm -hmm. so...
0: I had turquoise paint on the tin. I had about four layers Whoa. of paint. Much of it lead paint, which mm-hmm. is, I think, the reason they were like, well, let's just cover it. Wood Protect wood. ourselves. Yeah. Protect ourselves. It yeah. was yeah. the 70s. Right? Yeah.
3: It looks like
2: real wood. It's amazing. Look
3: at it. It wow. was uh, the thing.
0: Yeah. Yes. It yeah.
2: was the thing to do, and, and a lot of households did that.
3: Well, we have a snooker table in the basement. It's a 12-foot mm. snooker table. Yeah. As big as they get, it weighs 2,480 pounds, according to the Brunswick uh, – catalog Mm -hmm. and that room is covered in wood paneling from the 70s
2: so you can have that as well yeah and
3: ted's Mm -hmm.
2: workshop right now as well
3: yes yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so So what else
2: have you done to the place
3: uh we removed the carpeting we uh we have the pavlova guest room upstairs is gorgeous so we have a guest room
2: so, yeah. Pavlova. As in Anna Pavlova, that became yeah. my nickname as I had studied in Russia. So, I, I was living in Russia. So, a lot of dancers and dance teachers just gave me that nickname I when I returned. And so, we called one of the rooms the Pavlova Room.
0: I see. So, nothing yeah. to do with like bells and dogs? No, no, it's more like Anna no. Pavlova, no. the dancer. Not, not Pavlovian No, experience. no, no. No electrical no, no, shocks not or anything yeah, at all. Yeah, exactly.
2: No, we don't but go that way. that's a great idea. Yeah, we can do that in Ted's room because we both get a guest room If to, the guest yeah. doesn't to want to
3: leave after three days. Put a little bell on the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just right.
0: make it a beautiful enough room that when
2: people yeah. walk in, yeah. they drool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. No, that's a no, good idea. Yeah. Uh,
3: Marion has a sewing atelier. That's upstairs right. on the second floor we're from montreal so it's an atelier
2: it sounds better and bigger yeah. but um that's, that's where we redone. took off the wood paneling <laughs> and um and we also um by taking off the wood paneling we had to take off the um molding um and yes. ted found this incredible note in that room which was There's like a spectacular
3: note in a ziploc in back. a ziploc
2: back you have it right there and
3: it's dated 1892
2: super spectacular
3: on this day, in the name of God and the Queen, we pledge ourselves to a life of soberness and love. Ooh, yeah! Now, now was that by during three pro- guys?
0: Was that during a prohibition time?
3: I'm um, gonna guess there may so. have been a bit of a prohibition situation yeah, because soberness. that was a big deal. Yeah. Soberness, yeah.
2: But that was exciting. Uh, so when we found that. And- I tracked
3: these guys down. They're, yeah. they're, two of them are carpenters and one of them was a livery man. So he was delivering the wood and the bricks to the house for the construction. Incredible. In 1892. It's yeah. a good
0: note. Uh, there's no visuals on this podcast, but listeners be aware that I'm holding this note in my hands right now. Not the actual note, but well, the actual note, but inside a bag. Yeah. And he has goosebumps greasy fingers on his
3: it. arms. There are goosebumps, mm-hmm. folks. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I can tell. Uh, So we tracked these guys down. We found so far three carpenters, the livery man. We've tracked down the architect and the contractor and the bricklayer. Mm. So how do you do that? Just go Uh, on
0: Ancestry.com or some shit? Yeah, that's
3: part of it. Microfilm in the basement of the library. Uh, Lisa at Heritage House Museum. Yeah, she's phenomenal.
2: Shirley's Uh, a little Miss if you know those British uh, movies. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Mysteries, so Uh, Shirley is perfect. It's really Andrew (laughs) Howard's
3: fault. When we signed for the house, Andrew (laughs) said, "Oh, Agnes Lamb owned your house. She was she was uh, Alexander Wood's niece. Ah. So you have a Frost and Wood house. There's a Wood connection. So gotcha. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So
3: because of that, I became obsessed. The house. After we moved in, I just became obsessed with the history, and I can't stop. I'm out of control. And Miriam likes it most of the time, but sometimes I just it gets out of hand. Yeah.
2: No, no, it's good. It's what good. are you
3: doing, Ted? It's
0: right, like, right. My parents have a old-ish house uh, in downtown Ottawa, right in the Golden Triangle, mm. and oh. they had they hired somebody to do like a whole package just mm-hmm. on their house. So that's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there are cool. specialists who can. Profession. They know
3: all the tricks. And, yeah. Uh, so are you
0: doing it all yourself? Are you get yeah. any of that kind of help?
3: Uh, just from the museum and yeah. Shirley, and
2: a little bit of uh, ancestry. And like the house. You, Agnes yeah. helps me. She does she, actually uh, because she leaves cute, like little clues here and there.
3: Yeah. Okay. So the house was inspected. The inspector was in the attic in the ceiling above the ceiling and he found a newspaper from the 40s, mm-hmm. threw it down. The headline was
2: Little La- Ladies Dance. It was from a Toronto choreographer about dancers. And that was yeah. the, the front page. So it's like, okay, yeah, Maren, you still want to buy the house? Well, yeah, you know, like why would you find a newspaper from 1946, you know, with the dancers on front, like being a dancer is like, yeah. And then we showed the house to so many friends after moving in and it was like November 30th when we had moved. So like Winter time, and everybody would come, and everybody went up to the attic. The mannequin has left. There was a mannequin at one point, so if you remember, that mannequin is gone. Mm-hmm. But going up the stairs, all of a sudden, his aunt, Ruth, goes, you have a candy cane here. It was the day before Christmas. And she goes, did you put that there? And we go like, no, there was no candy cane before. Like, we find all these little tiny snippets of things, which is really cool. So yeah. we think it's Agnes doing it. We need a lot of repointing the first winter, and in the winter you can't really repoint anything yeah, yeah. as moving. So we figured we're going to start up a zoo in the basement, but we did not. So that was a very pleasant surprise. So, I mean, we found the un-odd uh, bat in the house, but yeah. not um, any other big rodents of any kind. So Well,
0: yeah. that's always welcome news.
2: I know, I know. I was worried, because coming from Montreal, 20 years, and I don't know, I just never expected all that much wildlife. You know? Yeah. So it was all new to me.
3: <laughs> no, that, there are many holes in the house, but somehow the animals don't come into the house.
2: And so I'm sure Agnes protects it. It must be yeah. Agnes. Must be Agnes. So
3: Agnes, <laughs> Frost and Wood was a company in Smith Falls. That mm-hmm. It ran for 116 years and they made farm equipment most of the time. And so Alexander Wood was one of the partners, one of the founders, and his wife died at a young age and his niece Agnes Lamb became his housekeeper and close personal companion, according to the newspaper. And uh, he lived in this giant mansion with his niece, Agnes, and a little boy named Alexander Lamb. So Alexander Wood, Agnes Lamb, and there was an Alexander Lamb who was six years old living in the house, according Mm. to the 1891 census. And when Alexander Wood died, he left Agnes a lot of money. Mm. And more money than he left his sons. Right. And Agnes bought the keyhole house where we are living right now. Mm. So that's why we call it Agnes's house. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah.
2: that's where the story started.
3: And For when us. Alexander Wood died, his family bought an acre of land and they built the Wood Cemetery and mm-hmm. Wood Mausoleum. And Alexander Wood is in the mausoleum and Agnes Lamb is in a tomb near the mausoleum. And Agnes set up a fund to maintain the Wood Cemetery, except... The money disappeared, mm. and the cemetery was abandoned and overgrown, and no one knew it existed anymore for a long time, except for teenagers who would party there. Right, and then they rediscovered the cemetery, cut down a wall of trees, discovered the but wood cemetery in no, I, and...
2: I think they're working on it to yeah. to fix it up because mm-hmm. otherwise, Agnes's toe's going to poke out soon. Like,
3: yes, her tomb is crumbling. Yeah, and, she needs uh, assistance. They're going to uh, do a little maintenance on her tomb.
2: Well, that's good. Yeah,
1: Yeah.
3: it is. Because we feel kind of responsible. We live in her house. Yeah. So we want to know that she's okay.
0: Well, maybe if you fix up her tomb, you'll go home and all your repointing would be magically done like your fixed doorbell. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? No, we have
2: started it in the meantime. That was like the first winter. So we're working on it. Yeah, we're Mm -hmm. working on it. So that's what we're doing as well. We got a new roof, a new furnace. So like all the typical things, all the wiring has been done. And we got like Ted found these awesome like um, switch um, on, off switches. Right. Push button. Push button. Oh, yeah. that's what it's switches. Which brass are, plate. Yeah. Yeah. Brass yeah. plate.
3: Yeah. And they're reproductions. So they're, you know, to code. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, but they, they still make that nice click sound. Yeah. yeah that looks pretty Awesome. Awesome. So. Yeah. Just like the ones that used to be in the house, yeah, yeah.
0: Don't want to go against code.
3: No, 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 no. No, no, no. no.
2: no we can't
0: who- get away with that in this town anymore.
3: Well, uh, <laughs> Pete and Cherry came in and rewired the entire house, and mm-hmm. then the house was inspected, and we have this beautiful piece of paper that says that everything's up to code.
2: Oh, wait, wait! I got and, to tell uh, the story. We should to... frame
3: it really. So, it's, so yeah.
2: Pete and Cherry are uh, working away. And, um, all of a sudden Pete comes up to me and he says, um, Marion, I think I just found Ted softborn. I was like, what? Oh my God. No. Like, you know, and of course laughing in hysterics and he found these beautiful, like a catalog or a calendar from like, I don't know, was like pinup girls, like from the forties. From the forties. Yeah. So like way back when, because we have this bathroom. In the basement, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, in the ceiling... It's a
3: 125-year-old toilet.
2: Yeah, I don't want to clean that one.
3: And in the ceiling, hidden above Mm -hmm. the ceiling panels, (laughs) was a stack of pinup girls from the 1940s.
2: Super cute. Super cute. So, anyway, so... so, uh, We're not
3: sure who owned the house at the time. No, we uh, don't know
2: who owned it at the time. Like, I mean, there are possibilities, but there were also a lot of renters. We know the owner, but the the owner. owner
3: was not living there they were renting it out yeah so. we know
2: that there were renters at that time so we don't know who really lived at the time yeah but yeah. those were pretty funny so that that yeah. was a cool mm-hmm. discovery that yeah. they found and then in the attic we found something incredible too like under the floorboards
3: yeah under the floorboards a screwdriver was discovered it's right next to you oh. Hold yeah on. that Hold beautiful
2: old it. wooden handled screwdriver yeah.
3: so one of the d- one of the carpenters was uh, <laughs> I hit my own mic with it. John Sorry. Perrin was a carpenter that could be his screwdriver. We went to visit his his grave at and Hillcrest put it Cemetery, by his grave. and uh, yeah, we put the screwdriver by his grave, but it, it yeah. didn't, didn't. Nothing move.
2: happened. We thought like nothing maybe happened. it would move, and he would go like, "Oh, my screwdriver!" But no, nothing of that.
3: Now, have you tried it? Does it still work?
2: Oh, it yeah, like yeah. I tried it. it. I've it.
3: Like waved it around like a magic wand, <laughs> and. So far, nothing strange has happened, other yeah. than a screw turning. But yeah. uh, it's pretty amazing to think that a carpenter held that screwdriver while he was building the keyhole house yeah, in 1893.
0: Yeah, so, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I uh, in my old church, I, I I did similar amounts of digging, but there had been so many renos done over the years already. The best thing I really found was the tin. Okay, underneath. that's cool. Underneath, I uh, there were we had cornerstone there were four cornerstones two on like the front vestibule and then two on the front corners of the house mm. and each one had a name on it and each one was a was a uh was a woman's name mm. okay um, but in i can't remember all the names off the top of my head most of them were actually the men's names but with a mrs in front of it there was a mrs henry stevens
2: right I think that's old school, right? Like yeah. where you say, "Yeah, like it was." Your uh, name. it was 1905. Right.
3: This but one was built in 1905. Four names, four different names.
0: Four different names. They were members of the wow. community. Yeah. Who just got to you know, place place a block? There was. Uh, I did some history on it. I, I dug up some stuff. Mm-hmm. It was It was built in 1905, but the bricks were delivered in 1901 and wow. sat there for four years. Really, waiting for it to be built. But why? Wow. Um, some kind of funding issue. And then it just got Uh, to a point where everybody in the community just helped build the place. Wow.
3: Wow. Well, I found, so Matthew Ryan was a contractor. He was a real hotshot contractor in Smith Falls and he built a lot of amazing buildings here, Hmm. like the fire station and, uh, whatever, a whole bunch of buildings, the school, the Catholic school. And he built our house and, uh, at, St. Francis Church. There's stained glass dedicated to Matthew Ryan, the contractor. That was neat to see. And then he, his house is down the street from our house. He has mm-hmm. a really gorgeous house on Brockville Street. And I wrote an article about him, which is in Hometown News, uh, two months ago. During during the plague, I turned yeah. into a historical columnist yeah. for Hometown News because no, well, I got become find stuff to keep obsessed going. Right? Obsessed right? Yeah. Yeah. with history, so. One of my stories was about Matthew Ryan, the contractor. Now, were
0: you always this obsessed with history, or is this like a new hobby? I never cared about history at all.
3: I did not care at all. (laughs) We we moved into the house, and I became obsessed. That's it.
2: Magic history. We cared, but not really. It's the house that does it. Yeah, it's the house that does it.
3: I talk to everyone about history, and I hear so many cool stories. I collect old postcards about, you know, of Smith Falls. And uh, when I was working on the dining room, I peeled this sheet of canvas off the wall and there was a big hole that a stove pipe would have gone through. Mm. And I couldn't see into the hole because of the angle. So the only way to explore was to reach down inside. So I, right. I stuck Very my arm brave. down and I felt there was some round object wrapped up in newspaper and, and, and I pull out this ball and I'm, yeah. I'm looking at the ball wondering, is that a golf ball? And I started Googling. It has a mark on it. It says, why not? Which is really
2: it's crazy. Another- it's
3: a golf ball. It says, why not? And before we moved, or when we moved when to Smith Falls.
2: Um, and we were doing shows. So we do a lot of like breakfast television, and everybody yeah. was asking us, like, so, okay, so you moved from Montreal to Smith Falls. Why? And I kept saying, Why not? Why not? That was just like my slogan every single time because everybody asked why us, like not? because like we do breakfast television, in Toronto and Ottawa, whatever, Kingston, and they all go like, So you just moved from Montreal to Smith's Falls? I'm like, Yeah, why not? And and it was just like the 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 story. Yeah, and yeah. and then Ted pulls out this this ball and he looks at it first and he goes, Marion, it says why not? Perfect. Was like, that was like, it was so weird. It, yeah. it was just another kind of yeah. thing. Like, so the was, golf
3: ball was mm-hmm. made in 1918, and it was in the wall of our house. Yeah. And in 1918, there was only one golf club in Smith Falls. It was on the the clubhouse. It was on the corner of Jasper and Broadview, and it was called the Pumalee, or I'm pronouncing it wrong. Pumalee? Pumalee. Yeah, That's exactly. it. Yes. Pumalee. Say that again? Never Puma, mind. Puna, Puna,
1: Puna. Yeah, Puna, Puna Mali. Mali.
3: The Puna Malie Golf Club was where all the hoity-toity folks would hang and play golf. Yeah. And so that golf ball was probably played at that golf course.
0: Now, do you think that somebody just randomly threw it into the wall? Or do you think that somebody hit this mm. into your house?
3: Yeah. Well, so be- at some point, they had coal stoves. And stovepipes, and then they upgraded to radiators, yeah, and a coal boiler. And so they put a piece of canvas over that hole. And that golf ball was in the hole. So, did they hit it into the hole? Did they put it there as a little time capsule? I think we are not sure. (laughs) It was a hole in one. that's a
2: good one. Love it.
3: (laughs) So, now just think about this this golf ball was in the wall underneath. Clem and Beverly Henderson's bedroom. Clem and Beverly Henderson, the grandparents of Brooke Henderson, lived in our house. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. So So
3: they're living in the house and then they had children like Dave Henderson and then Dave Henderson had children like Brooke and Brittany Henderson. So maybe that golf ball, you know, is responsible for the most incredible world-class female Go for golfer in, in Canada. And so it's Have you shown amazing. it to her? No, no not no. yet. I, I look forward to that day. Uh, yeah, I am so impressed with, uh, Brooke and Brittany and I, yeah, definitely hope that one day we can show it to her.
0: Well, why not? Right.
3: Yeah.
2: Exactly. I know
3: Dave, Dave's awesome. I, I got to meet Dave after we moved into the, the house, Dave, I still met him on a regular basis and, uh, we had lots of fun chats, and he's a really cool guy. So, one day,
2: one day, we'll uh,
3: show so, the, the. So, magic we golf like ball.
2: deadlines. Like for us, it's all about deadlines. Right. So, I
3: need a deadline.
2: Yeah. And so for us, fixing up the uh, dining room was quite spectacular because I don't know if you remember, but the dining room is sort of like when you come into the front door, you got to go through the dining room. If you come from the living room, you got to go through the dining room into the kitchen. Yeah. So if you come from the kitchen, like every single time, you're going through the dining room. Yeah. Um. And now this dining room is under construction. So it's like, you know, the house is like an absolute, like upside down mess. And... um. And we're both quite like not into the biggest messes, like, you know, so far, like Like, scary thing. So, anyway, so we're working, and then um, TV Ontario like says, okay, we're coming for this day. And we go, like, okay, no problem, we'll be done. Well, we were literally working to deadline, um, lacking a bit of sleep. And we were uh, hanging the pictures the morning of their arrival at like, one o'clock and we were done at five to one like cutting it tight but we did it so um yeah so that was quite exciting so the dining room is done that's great thanks to tv
3: ontario (laughs) yeah i said like it's going to be painted this brick red color with these cool old magic posters on the wall i sent the pictures and they said yeah we'll shoot in there so i used that as a deadline to finish painting the dining room
0: so that was a hot topic in town, TVO coming through. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty
2: cool. Totally.
0: What was that all about? I've heard some stuff, but I think a lot of people are wondering. to, they just yeah, they're not they were, show.
3: They're exploring on small towns in Ontario that have gone through the boom and bust situation yeah. and Smith's Falls definitely came back to life. And so yeah. they wanted to know why we would move here and uh, so why, why we want to stay not? here. Exactly. Why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah. We just moved here. So, so here we go. Marion and I lived in a duplex in Montreal. We needed to sell the duplex. Mm -hmm. We're in Vegas. No, we're at the Magic Magic Castle Castle in in Hollywood. Hollywood. We're headlining. Life is good. We're coming home. We stop in Vegas for a week. David Copperfield comps us front row seats to his show we have a whole pile of friends in Vegas.
2: They all invite us to their and shows, so of course we stay stay longer. Happened. Like uh, people invited us to pool parties. Other big name magicians that were on America's Good Talent go. Oh, can we come over? The Outer Bridges are there, so yeah. it's really cool. Like big party, yeah, nonstop. And so real estate what?
3: is affordable. Yes, in Vegas, we start. Yeah. It's very affordable yeah. because there's no uh, water, s- no tax. state tax. State tax. Mm, I was not aware of that. Yeah, yeah it's because, because of, of all the gambling. casinos.
2: The hmm. casino, so we're like, right. maybe they we should
3: so move to Vegas, yeah, we'll yeah. have work and okay. yeah, life will be
1: good. So, and so we started Googling, driving.
2: and for the longest time, I would get these infos about like new houses that are on sale because <laughs> we started seriously looking into that. So,
3: yeah, and then we also Googled something between Montreal and Toronto, yeah, uh, Victorian red brick Victorian home that we could afford. Mm-hmm.
2: And And we we,
3: found some neighborhoods that had nice houses, but the neighborhoods didn't excite us. Yeah, Deseronto.
2: We We were like checking out Desaronto. Yeah. The house was quite lovely, but we felt it was the community was just a hair too small for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah.
3: So we were, and then Smiths Falls, we wanted to look at houses, but suddenly they were sold. We're
2: like, yeah, What's going they, on? They went the like, houses are sold. So, yeah. so
3: we came yeah. to see some houses and we were we arrived and we were dying to go to the bathroom, so we went to Tim Hortons mm-hmm. and this teenage boy held the door open for us and we both turned and looked at each other in complete shock. Yeah.
2: And, what and just happened? Said,
3: was and that, was, did that really happen?
2: Yeah, and we and said, thank you. And he said, welcome. I was like, whoa! Yeah. Like, you know, nobody talks to you, like, you know, yeah. where we came and from.
3: we met... <laughs> not in Montreal?
0: Mm,
2: not often. Tu parles not... pas français? Oui, on est oui. pas des français là. Oui. Oui, moi oui. 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 well, si.
3: oui. oui. uh, Moi, j'étais... Uh, well, we'll talk about that another time. But anyway, my... Uh, my, my he Vedat was in Vodette. Of... Yeah.
2: Ted was like... I a big... was of Vodette for a while. And if you want to watch him... I worked on French TV
3: Yeah. There are some YouTube years.
2: videos of him doing a couple yeah. tricks in French. But so anyway, he was we're, we're in Smith Falls
3: and we met a lot of really nice people and yeah. we found the house we didn't think we wanted was the keyhole house, the Henderson house. Well, uh, The pictures didn't look that great because of the carpeting, but when we yeah. were in the house, it was like, wow, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. This is Bob Arnold showed house. us
2: the house, and, and, yeah. and he was so Bob sweet, and he even visited us one like one day in Point Claire next thing guy. you know he's like standing in front of our door of our old house and checking out our old house and we were like, sure, here come look, this is our house so yeah. so that was cool, and then yeah it felt uh, like
3: Bob was my uncle. older brother or yeah. my uncle yeah. And I just I really liked Bob a lot, and I oh we,
2: we bought had the so house much fun we became him.
3: friends and
2: yeah, and we had wife, dinner with Bob and beverly
3: Beverly, and they're just they're lovely people. Like really so, sweet.
2: Really, yeah. really sweet. So that was fun.
3: So amazing house, nice people. We moved to Smith's Falls. We're gonna live here. We do our shows everywhere in the world except where we live. That's yeah. the way it was in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And then we spotted the station theater. Yeah. There's a 140-seat theater in this town. Yeah. So of course built we have to go all volunteers. Visit the theater. Yeah. Built by I mean this yeah. it was a CP Rail station. Mm -hmm. converted into a theater by amazing volunteers and we went over there and we said like hey can we do some shows here and that started we didn't expect that to happen so that was just a bonus yeah and it worked really well we we in 2019 we did 10 shows they were all sold out and more than half the audiences were coming from out of town so it was exciting gorgeous successful yeah it
2: was very fun uh,
3: so how
0: does that contrast to this year you got a new show starting soon. Yes, yeah. yes, we, we are did. super. You didn't, you excited. didn't get to you last summer at all, right? No, no, yeah. we no. wanted,
2: we wanted to, but due to yeah. the situation, yeah. we couldn't. So, so we're doing
3: twenty shows, uh, because we can only put in right a limited number of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like we're all- trying to compress as many people as we're you know as yeah. possible. Is it, is it
0: half capacity for these shows, well, or is it, it, like yeah, it's half, half order capacity? Except,
3: except that. In order to be, it depends. Like if you if you, you want to buy two group. tickets, you, 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 you end up we, in a pod of five seats. So yeah. Yeah. you don't you can't necessarily have seventy people in there. So no,
2: because if just two people buy a ticket, three seats will be empty. Right yeah. in that yeah. row because of the. Restrictions. Mm-hmm. So, if you have friends or like, you know, your own bubble, like, if you could like get tickets at a group of four or five, that would be, of course, ideal. For us yes, and everybody. So, if you're buying tickets,
3: please buy five.
2: Yes, okay. <laughs> that's the magic Don't number. Buy
3: four, buy five,
2: please yeah. bring your friends. <laughs> five tickets. Five yeah. tickets. You Friday will help night, support. Yeah,
3: it's the, uh, the magic number.
2: That's a yeah. magic number, absolutely, because we have only Keyhole fifteen rule, restoration uh, fill.
3: projects depend on you buying
2: five tickets. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. So. Yeah. But but so. it's exciting. We loaded in today and it was like, oh my God, we're back in the theater. And, and, and the theater is really, really nice. Like everybody that works at the theater is so helpful. Like the, mm-hmm. the red pylons were there, you know, waiting for us to arrive with the truck. The door were perched open right away. And it was just wonderful. Like the welcome, it's, it's really nice. And we just love the theater Mm -hmm. and the people are trying so hard to, to make it all happen, which is really fun. It's really nice. Our poster was already on, on the window and no, it was, it was cool. It was wonderful. So
3: and, so our lighting designer, Alex, he he's a Cirque du Soleil guy. So yeah. when, when I called him and I asked for a favor, can you come and do the lighting for us? Yeah. Two years ago. He wasn't expecting a whole lot. And when he arrived at the theater, he was really impressed. He was yeah. quite blown away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, well, it
0: takes uh, a lot to impress somebody from Cirque du Soleil, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah.
3: been around the world a few times. And... I built their stage in...
0: Uh...
2: Very cool.
3: In Ottawa a couple of years ago.
2: Oh, that's cool! Wow, very I mean, nice. I, I helped build their stage. No, no sure. I didn't. You, say, pro- I didn't you probably without stage.
3: you, there would have been no show.
2: <laughs> exactly. Uh, you probably worked with yeah. show. from scratch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. You uh, know, it's very important that nothing collapses. Uh, sticks.
1: <laughs> well,
0: what
3: was that in, in, trampoline?
0: Uh, oh stage. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Right. Wow, wow. that's very maybe yeah, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. In
3: the world of lighting, they have these metal cutout things that you put in front of a light bulb. and it Gobos. Makes gobos. that's yes, right. Exactly. Exactly. done my fair so, share of lighting. Okay. That's good. So that's we good. have a gobo in our show from Alegria.
2: Yeah, from their first, one of their first shows.
3: Stolen from Allegria. Well, it's not stolen. It was repurposed. It was repurposed, given to Alex,
2: given to us, so it's it's in our show. Like, Ted performs a snowstorm, living in Canada. Anyway, performing a snowstorm, and it's with the beautiful Allegria Mm -hmm. um, Gobo. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah, it looks quite spectacular.
3: So, when I posted on Facebook about our show opening at the Station Theatre, I was typing... On my laptop, and I started crying because we're coming back after one and a half years. Yeah, yeah, it and was it's a very like, long it's intermission. Amazing, and I am so I hope I don't start crying when mm-hmm. I walk on stage at the first show. It's. We're so excited.
2: We're very excited. We're very, yeah. almost overwhelmed, but we're like super happy. And it's just like yeah. you see your props and you're just like loading these road cases, you know. And with this awesome crew, it was literally just like wheel it all in. Yeah. And everybody helped. And, and yeah. And Where do you keep all those cases?
3: So we have a very large show. A lot of yeah big boxes on wheels, road cases. And in Montreal, it was always... I. Never enjoyed loading the truck. But in Smith's Falls, we have a large group of friends and we just send out a note and like, hey guys, we're loading the truck and we have a big party. And yeah. so today we had 12 people come and load the truck and we loaded the truck and then unloaded into the theater in just over an hour. And everybody came with us. Yeah. And it was fun. It was a fun party. Yeah. It and was so fun. we keep our show at an uh, undisclosed location outside of, of town. Yeah yeah uh, we don't have a garage at our house, so uh <laughs> we can't store the show in our gigantic house. No, we have but, a couple
2: uh, duplicates in the basement just because we uh we yeah. have a couple numbers like duplicates because yeah. when we toured china we still had shows in the u.s and canada yeah, 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 yeah. and you so gotta do for, that sometimes so we S- have, send
0: stuff ahead of you exactly mm-hmm. so
2: we needed duplicates so we have duplicates like we have a flying version and we have the all-in-one already almost yeah. version like the truck yeah. version yeah. and um a couple of these uh, made its way into the basement somehow so we had to take off the uh the arm like the railing, in order to fit the cases down the stairs and then fill them downstairs again. And anyway, so that was exciting. Yeah. because we have a big show. Fit I mean, we can't... The today,
3: we had a 26-foot truck. Right. That, that was, was my next full, question. How yeah. long is the truck? Full. And yeah. we can't put our whole show into the station theater. No, we so can't. So if we do the full show, sometimes we'd use, a, we'd use a semi-trailer or we'd use a 26-foot truck and stack yeah. everything up yeah. to the ceiling. Like,
2: Yeah, the 26 foot is definitely up to the ceiling stack, like double and triple stacks. We have like, we call them like ashtrays in our road cases. So the wheels lock into that. And then, of course, we strap everything in. So, Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, our straps, after not using them for like 18 months, they were like, oh, they were really hard to move, which used to be going like, you know, and it was so hard today. I was like, oh, no, where's the WD-40?
3: I think the largest prop in the show is our alarm clock, and the alarm clock illusion is a seven-foot-high alarm clock, and it kind of looks like it came out of a Walt Disney movie. It's an old-fashioned alarm clock, yeah. and it's seven feet by three feet by five feet, and it weighs 800 billion pounds, and it's quite large. Uh, that's the biggest prop, that's I think, the biggest in the prop
2: have... theater. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah So that is... Yeah. yeah. Plus so you got to hire a driver
3: for when you need a big truck. Or do you have your AZ? I
2: we used to, Don't
3: have my AZ. No. I'm an ice trucker, and I can drive a 26 foot cube straight, truck, yeah. straight yeah. truck. But after that, we would hire. Yeah, we, we, we used would hire to, a truck and roll. Yeah. When life is really good, and they just deliver the show wherever and we had sort uh, of
2: our driver like he really yeah. i don't know he put his name always up for the list when it was an outer bridge show i don't know but like well we had, truck and roll that's had a company and yeah so stage we had this door, french, you know, french driver eric yeah. Yeah. eric so like he yeah. would like come all the time and he would leave us like notes on like you know like um tape and stuff so on He would tape it on road cases, you know. Welcome to the show. And, and like they are so good because they, um, when we cross the border, when we have to go into the US, the truck would make sure it's there the day before. Like they're crossing the border literally the day before. So for them, an hour before call time, like if they have to be there for 6 a.m., they're there at five. Like, you know, that's for them their time. Like, they'd rather be there earlier. Like, and often we would come the day before as well, just because border crossing and whatnot, even though we have all one visas but um they they would like you know we would go for dinner and we see the truck already parked so he's already there you know so that's kind of cool it's 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 a nice comforting thing you know, like you know it's when nice we,
0: when you know your driver absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely well, yeah. all the yeah. shows i used to work for we had we usually had the same driver we call yeah. him uncle chris uncle chris is awesome uh, Very that's nice. nice
2: i like yeah, it yeah that I like is it. the ultimate yeah and when the life is
3: not ultimate then like I'm Mr. Ice Trucker driving <laughs> the Alaska Highway.
2: Yes, we did. Dodging that.
3: bison. Yes. Yeah. Don't honk at them because they'll charge at you. Right. Right. And we we were up in where was it?
2: We were in Whitehorse. In, in
3: Whitehorse. We did minus forty degrees. Like the wheels on the road cases didn't turn. Yeah. When it was time to unload oh, the truck. Oh,
2: there's a really good story. It was, uh, so it was so cold. Anyway, and we had to get gas. And so we stop at the gas station and um, all of a sudden we hear the siren, like a really, really loud siren. And so like we get out of the car and we're looking around. We couldn't see a police car anywhere inside, but everybody was looking at us. Yeah. So we found we have a siren. Um, we have a megaphone in our show yeah. and it, halfway down that truck we could hear the siren from the megaphone going off yeah so this siren was really loud so we were like okay let's just keep driving so usually we park we park like you know in hotels where like there's a nice big parking lot this time we decided to park really far away because 2 hours later the siren was still going yeah. so the siren just kept going and going the next morning the siren was finally like dead. So we were happy. So we pull into the theater, and the theater says, well, let's load in the day before so that the casters and everything will unfreeze, because it is frozen. Like, you cannot touch anything with your bare hands, or you will be stuck to it. So we rolled all the road cases into the theater to thaw them out. The next morning we arrive, all the road cases have been opened. So panic, right? Because we go like, uh, what did you just do? And they go like, well, the siren, there was a siren going (laughs) off, and we had to find the siren. So this... This frozen megaphone unfroze itself, right, and just right, this right. last the little juice. the thawed.
1: Yeah. Alarm yeah. goes off. So the
2: alarm went off yep. again, and we were like, "I'm so sorry." Anyway, so like they had this big huge pew, mm-hmm. going off. So yeah, so we have great stories about that.
1: Mm-hmm. I've got a
0: smoke detector like that mm-hmm. somewhere in this building. Oh it keeps wow! Beeping at me, oh, it just oh, won't no. die. Oh, yeah. it's is dying. Wow. Ba- it's been low on batteries for the last four <laughs> months. It's in a box somewhere.
2: Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, good luck. <sighs> yeah. Oh. Beep. Isn't that annoying? Mm -hmm. Don't you find that annoying?
0: Well, it's upstairs. Oh, okay. I just say it's in the storage. Okay. I hear it when I go up there. Okay. Yeah, it's annoying Mm -hmm. while I'm up there. Right. So I Mm -hmm. leave quick.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that's what we did. We pretended it's not ours, but it's kind of hard when you're driving the truck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah.
0: You want to hear my truck story? Yes, please. Yeah. I was driving a truck full of gear from Ottawa's, Ottawa Blues Fest back down to Cambridge where it was going. And, uh. I pull, it was it was late at night. I went up from Cambridge and back in the same day. And I stopped at Mallory Town, the en route.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A little tired, a little out of it. I had been working like six days a week, saving up, pregnant wife at home, trying to take care of some business. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started filling the gas tank with gas. Um, got to about a hundred dollars worth before I realized, uh, this is a diesel gas. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I wasn't oh, sure what to do. Oh no. Um, I called my buddy he was like, ah, I put gas in the diesel. He's like, ah, that's not such a big deal. Be far worse if
3: you put it's diesel in deal. the gas. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, which is, there's some truth to it. Like diesel, okay. diesel's the, the, the workhorse and mm-hmm. gas is, is the gas engines yeah. are the delicate ones you put mm-hmm. like one speck of diesel and gas done okay you can put a little bit of gas you can put a little bit of kerosene in diesel yeah. doesn't diesel doesn't care so much right mm-hmm. but i put hundred dollars worth in this, yeah that's a gas lot prices of were pretty good at right at this particular time i think they were even sub, yeah. sub you know in the 90 cents range mm-hmm. what i wound up doing was the the gas station attendant gave me the pump with a long hose on it that he uses to mix water with the concentrated uh, windshield washer Uh, stuff that they put in the Yeah, So I used that. Uh, I didn't have anything to put it in, so I I wound up finding at the back of this en route, uh, like a blue barrel to put it in. (laughs) And, uh, but uh, it was a little bit, liters, a little bit, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, already. And I realized, oh, it's, it's full. It's about a, a quarter full of old fryer grease, mm-hmm. but I, I, had, I like rolled it over to the truck, like lo- eyeballing the security cameras, just waiting for somebody to run out and be like, Lloyd. what are you doing? Yeah. Nobody came. They were all flipping burgers. They didn't care. Nobody's watching those screens. And, uh, I, I, I emptied the tank. It filled, it filled this barrel right to the brim.
1: Mm -hmm. right i think it was 120 liters 120 liters of of
3: gasoline in a barrel yeah
0: well it also like i wasn't completely empty so it was it was a mixture of diesel Mm -hmm. and gas and used fryer grease which must be some kind of recipe (laughs) for napalm (laughs) yeah Yeah, no i'm
3: sure there are people who want um
0: and uh i i was i was like now what do I, i can't I can't get this on the truck. Like I can't lift this. It's just right, sitting it's too here front yeah. of gas, and 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 then. But I got the tank relatively empty, and then filled it filled it to the brim with diesel. I'm like, all right, there's nothing but trace elements of gasoline in this truck. Truck was fine, worked fine. Saving grace was I had a uh, I had a hydraulic lift on the back of the truck, and was yeah. able to roll this extremely heavy, likely extremely dangerous, right bin. And get it lifted up. If I didn't have that hydraulic lift, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have gone. Wow. I didn't know what to do with it. I asked the gas guy. I was like, "What do you think I should do with it?" He was like, "I don't know. Drive up the road a couple miles and kick it into the ditch." I'm like, "No, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, Land on some right. poor snapping turtle's head or something."
2: Yeah. Um,
0: I wound up finding. Th- I nobody's going to know. I'm, this is years ago. I'm assuming the statute of limitations on dumping gas places has, has passed. But uh, I wound up finding a place in the Thousand Islands, it was like an mm. old garage, and they had like a whole bunch of bins of like drained used motor oil mm. behind. I was like, there's one place in a hundred miles that can deal with a barrel full of this shit. It's them. So I gave it to them. I left.
1: You ran.
0: I ran. Drove right. away. Drove Hi. away. Yeah. But it, it slowed down my night right. significantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yes. I would think so. Yes. Smelled really bad.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I would say yeah. so too. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. No.
3: Uh,
0: well, but we no alarms uh, went
2: off. Bravo! Bravo! Yeah. Yeah. No, we only had we had
3: our def fluid freeze.
2: Yeah, that was def not, fluid. DEF yeah, like def diesel. Fluid. No emission
3: DEF. fluid or whatever. DEF. It's oh a, yeah, yeah def yeah yeah def. So that froze, so the whole truck was towed and right. then thawed. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A few well, days later, that lo- was rather unpleasant. We had a shallow knife.
2: It, uh, no, White that House. was White no. Horse? That was actually Fort McMurray. Fort no. Um, Saint, Fort Saskatchewan. Fort, Fort Saskatchewan or Fort Saint Joseph. Some 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 place.
3: The truck high north. They towed us to the theater so we could load in. We
2: arrived at six a.m. and then they thought out the
3: truck and gave it back to us. Yeah. And that was unpleasant.
2: Yeah, they they towed us like five hundred kilometers, no and sleep. we were three people sitting in the front cap on two seats for the 400, 500 kilometers that we still had to go. And the, the tow truck sh- showed up at like three o'clock in the morning. We were able to sort of like, you know, inch to some kind of rest stop, but that yeah. rest stop didn't have like a hotel connected. So they were actually closing by 10 PM. So the, kitchen guy whatever like the chef just stayed on with us to give us like some company and he was like oh just grab the sandwiches grab what you want like he was like super kind and nice and then like people were trying to sleep in those chairs like our crew like and then ted um whatever, like at 3.30 or four o'clock in the morning, Ted goes, the guy is here, the tow truck is here. So anyway, so the tow truck came along and he towed us like all the way and we were sitting in this little cab and he literally backed us up to the loading dock door. And um, we had just enough time to run to the hotel, have a shower and start setting up the show. So that was an exciting night, but the show went well.
3: So do you set up your yeah. whole show yourselves?
2: We do. Yeah, I
3: mean, with our crew, with our crew yeah. and the crew of the so theater. It's, usually, right. eight hour setup. Yeah, then we do the show, and then we strike for two hours. Yeah. so it's a very long day.
2: It's yeah. a long and day. Then
3: move on to the next town.
2: Yeah, sometimes we yeah. have to still drive that night to get closer to the next town, and sometimes we can spend yeah. the night there, yeah. and yeah. then drive the next morning. But usually,
3: eight hours setup. Yeah show yeah two hours like, the
2: lighting guy is working with like two local lighting operators to hang like well the lighting plot they already receive in in advance yeah. but like most of the time usually yeah yeah most of the time they're already there and then it's focusing programming and all that stuff yeah um and then and then we have the sound guy and the other backstage staff. They will help our illusion technician to preset all the big props. And yeah. I work on all the small props. And Ted looks into media and small props.
0: So you use a house sound guy or you have a touring sound guy?
2: We have… Um, we No, we
3: always use the house
0: sound. We
2: use the yeah. house sound yeah. guy now. But in the beginning, we had our own sound guy. Which was awesome. And now we fire off the sound cues from backstage, and um, he does all the levels. Yeah. So that's how we operate the show, mm-hmm. because I can dream the show backwards. Yeah. So I do all the sound cues, most of them. Marion does I 17
3: jobs during the show. Yeah. I stand on stage, I have no idea what's happening backstage, and Marion does yeah, 17
2: I, or 18 I, different jobs. I'm sort of like the stage manager as well, at the same time, like, I have 21 costume changes in our show, Yeah, on, off stage, and whatever, <laughs> and... <laughs> and
3: uh yeah don't go backstage during our show it's no,
2: very dangerous yeah
0: dangerous place oh, to backstage be.
3: are
2: oh, wild places
0: especially yeah. when costume changes absolutely yeah. and
2: and it's funny like we have all these props right so i mean everything is placed just so yeah. so our illusion technician um here we have like melissa who's like phenomenal so anyway so she has done the show two years ago with us she went on tour with us to like all the big venues the big theaters you know for things uh, in St. Catharines we were in Ontario like anyway so um she did a lot of shows with us and um so she knows the show backwards too yep. which is great and like you know the station theater We try to pack it as much as possible, so with props. And so there's a lot of rotation going on throughout the numbers. So like you're sort of running on stage doing something, you exit and you still move a prop, you know, because you got to get that prop closer to you so that it can come quick on stage. And because there's not all that much wing space, they have beautiful space back behind The, the, the backdrop, like the curtain, but, but on the wings are just very narrow, like there's not too much room, it's beautiful, but not too much room, so yeah, so we kind of fly on our like on top of each other and crawling over each other and under each other, but yeah. it all works, cool we make it work, like we have stuff in the green room, like that's why like we love intermissions, so we yeah. like rotate the props from like you know act one to act right. two, yeah, yeah, yeah. now, due to the situation we 're living in right now, we will not have an intermission yeah. but um. We'll make it work. And so. we
3: brought some new material into the show, like Greta the Psychic Goose. She'll yeah. be in the show. She reads minds. Yeah, She's she pretty, has uh, her own wild.
2: Facebook page, actually. Cool. So it's pretty awesome. She hasn't posted anything because she sort of went into like you know retirement with all yeah. this. Yeah. But she will be coming out of it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I think a lot of people think that when performers on stage leave stage, that they're getting a break.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. Going no. off
3: to
0: check my emails so and no, I'll be back. Really. Relax. Yeah. Put your yeah. feet up. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Have a little steam. Yeah. yeah. No, like, no. No. That's the busy time. That's yes. right. It's exactly. M- it's probably, you know, yes. yeah. more, uh, more relaxed when you're on. You have pace on yes. pace on stage, a comfortable mm-hmm. pace on exactly. stage, mm-hmm. I like, think, usually. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like you walk, you walk off stage and it's like, I'm out of sight now. Now I'm running.
2: <laughs> That's right. right. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. basically what happens. Yes. I grew
0: up around a lot of theaters. Awesome. My, my, uh, my brother and sister performed musical theater. Wow. Beautiful. And uh, my mom's a musical theater costume designer.
2: Wow. Amazing. Love it.
3: Well, two years ago, well, in our show, usually I at the end of the show, we close the show with an illusion where I'm in a straitjacket on stage trying to escape and then I vanish and I reappear at the back of the theater. Yeah, And I wish I could tell you what happens when I vanish and reappear, but I can't talk about it, but it's insane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this year, <laughs> we're actually not performing that. This year, we're bringing in a different illusion where Marion floats six feet above the stage and then vanishes. It's really crazy and amazing. Uh so I I don't do my vanish reappear thing. Right. I just stand on stage gesturing and floating Marion and
0: That's right. So on the topic of new illusions, let me ask yeah. you this. Do you do you learn
3: illusions or do you create them? Mm. Yes, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I I mean most of the time. Marion and I brainstorm together and we take an existing concept Mm -hmm. and then we just bring it to the stage in a new way. Yeah. Yeah, Like our time machine illusion. Yeah. I mean, Marion vanishes and reappears, but we present it as a time machine. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a piece in the show involving a piece of thread and that is about 500 years old and we coated the thread with a UV coating so you can see it from far away. And it's sort of a close-up piece of sleight of hand that we can perform for a thousand people because we coated the thread with a UV coating and you can see it. Yeah. So we, we take existing tricks and illusions and we find a new way of presenting them. That's... What usually happens. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And with our show, like we talk about time, like, you know, we always have the time theme. Like the last few shows, it was magical moments in time. Then we had the time capsule tour. And now it's Clockwork Mystery. So it's all like time related Mm -hmm. because we like to tell stories with our illusions. It's not only look at the pretty prop and girl climbs in and girl comes back out. Like, you know, exactly. Mm. So we like to tell stories. Like, it's very, it was very important for me when we joined together that. I needed a reason. I needed like, not just like, you know, oh, cute, you know, smile and get into the box. So, and we took a big distance from that kind of approach. Um, I'm not saying it's wrong. I think it's fantastic. It's just not what we do. So we mm-hmm. like to tell stories and um, we both take our share, actually. Like, you know, like, um, yes, I will be cut in half, but I would put Ted usually in a straight jacket or like, you know, so we... We, we both take turns, which I think is very nice and politically correct. Yeah, we're <laughs> partners
3: in illusion. We're not a magician and an assistant. We're yeah, partners.
0: Yeah. Now, so, how long have you been partners? Because I was in the Mississauga Center for the Arts, mm-hmm. saw a picture backstage. If I remember correctly, it was just you.
3: Okay. Bill
0: as Ted
2: Outerbridge.
3: Uh, yeah. Well, it was Ted Outerbridge, and then it was Ted Outerbridge and Marianne. Marian.
2: Yeah. I came and into then, the picture And I real quick. really, I didn't like that.
3: Ted Outerbridge and Marion. I mean, yeah. Marion deserves to have a last name. Yeah. She's doing half the show and this is wrong. And uh, it's kind of a cliche thing with magicians. You know, yeah. it's, you know, John Doe and one his, name. Oh, wait, and, his
2: lovely assistant. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I, we started billing the show as Ted and Marion Outerbridge. Yeah before we were married because I wanted Marion to be perceived as my partner because she was. Yep. So, yeah. So it's like Siegfried so and Roy. They like were partners. Ted and Marion Oderbridge, we have the posters, we have the Ted and Marion coffee mugs, the Ted and Marion baseball caps, and we go visit Marion's parents for Christmas. <laughs> it's like hi. It's like, so Ted, uh what's going on here? What's up with the Ted and Marion Outerbridge coffee <laughs> mug? So uh that was, you know, some motivation to get married, which yeah. we did. Fifteen years ago. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's. Congratulations. Our yeah. Thank you. Tomorrow's yeah. our
2: anniversary. We yes. had
3: seven years of uh, dress rehearsals, and then we got married. Yeah. So twenty-two Lovely. years of togetherness. That's right. Being partners, yeah. on and off stage, and yes. Uh, Where'd you meet?
2: In Montreal, I was actually choreographing a ballet in Austria at the Landestheater Salzburg. So I was in Salzburg working away and I had a friend who danced in the same company as I did many years prior to it in Chicago. And this girl shows up in Montreal in my jazz class. So I'm like, hey, did you ever dance with such and such? And she goes like, yeah, I danced with Castrodano as well. I'm like, oh, how cool is that? And then she tells me, I just moved here, you know, with my husband and I'm working with this illusionist. And I said, how cool is that? Like, I used to work for one Germany. It was a huge show. is like um, it was called uh, Miss Lipi Ville was the magician's name. Like, and it was in Fantasia Land. Like, it was a huge show. Four shows a day. Twenty dancers. Three assistants. Tiger, Line, the whole bit. And uh, I said to her. Um, does he work with big cats? And she goes like, no, he has a chicken in the show. And I thought that was the <laughs> coolest thing because I kind of did my share of being uh, turned from a ti- uh, from, from myself into a tiger. And I felt like, you know, I didn't need to do that anymore. And it was quite beautiful, but like, you know, I felt sorry for the animals, like doing four shows a day and yeah. being in that little tiny box. Um, like it was a nice plexiglass box, but it's still a plexiglass box and a tiger shouldn't be in a plexiglass. Yeah, yeah but but that's my approach but anyway it's nothing against Zelda. all the magicians
3: i was working yeah, with Zelda. nothing against the magicians though. So that work with
2: cats but mm-hmm. we work with a chicken and i thought it was cool so when i returned um rachel said to ted like well you got to wait for marion because i was gone for like three or four months and so um ted tried other girls they didn't work out and rachel kept saying wait for marion so finally i returned and then we met and he says to me um Over an interview, okay, you totally have the job, but you gotta fit in the box. Now, here goes my career. Dancing in Russia, dancing was like, you know, backup dancer for Riverdance. I was like with so many companies. And next thing you know, I gotta fit in a box. So I laughed and um, I had no doubt, you know, that this wouldn't work out. So I show up at his house. I get into the box, which was the time machine, actually. And what happened was I got stuck. I could not get out. There was no way. So Ted had to almost take the whole thing apart. And I said, no, 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 let me try this again. So I somehow managed to get out. And I said, how how does like the other girl do it? And he went, "Well, I don't know, she just gets in there. So I tried again and I fit. And he said, you got the job. And that was that. That was my my interview, so to say. And then he goes... In two days, you have a show. He had a show. I'm like, great, can I watch? He says, no, I thought you are going to do it. I'm just going to teach you a couple more numbers. So I learned a couple more numbers. We did our first show, and then we had two days later another show. And uh, yeah, and after that show, we had a little party with the crew and everybody. And uh, the- I uh,
3: made my first uh, somewhat inappropriate <laughs> move and... Touched Marion's leg and And then we went out on a date on Valentine's Day. Yeah,
2: he called yeah. me up and he said, Oh, I just wanted to say thank you for like doing such a great job in the show. And I was like, Oh, you're welcome. Like, great, you paid me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then he says, So what are you doing on Valentine's Day? And I said, Well, usually I do nothing. I would cook with some friends, <laughs> you know. Anyway, so and then he's like, Well, why don't we do nothing together? And I thought that was the coolest thing. So Lovely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's yep. how we met 22 years ago yeah. on so Valentine's that Day. W-
0: that was your... I mean, you mentioned you had assisted I, a magician previously, but, previously, but was, the, was, this, was this your sort of first true foray in, into
2: into magic no into magic, like my first you... one yeah my first introduction to magic was in like a long time ago um uh, when i was a dancer in a magic revue like in a mm. big show yep. like four shows a day eight months and and uh, i did one contract with them i didn't want to stay on i was up for more excitement and it changed so um yeah, so that was my first experience in magic. Mm-hmm. And then after, um, so so that's when Ted and I met. But then I introduced Ted to my family, so I brought him to Germany. And then, of course, we have to do the tours, visiting all my aunts and uncles. And uh, one of my uncles, my dad's brother, goes, oh, man, you know that Ted is not the first magician in the family. And I was like, what? So there was Uncle Willie, and he shows me this awesome picture of uncle willie who performed at the winter garden in berlin like you know my dad never mentioned this uncle of mine who Mm -hmm. left during world war one he didn't want to serve the army so he left for argentina that's right so he went for argentina so yeah so he left um we never heard of him again and i so was when trying you come to come over research. to our
3: place next time we'll show you this picture of uncle Billy. yeah and all his props. love to see it yeah, yeah. all his props yeah. it's uncle pretty Billy. awesome
2: so i guess again faith it was meant to be yeah yeah, yeah. so and now so do you know uh,
0: all his all ted's secrets now
2: all i wouldn't say so, so but a is lot is he
0: keeping anything close to the vest any tricks he hasn't revealed to you yet
2: hmm
3: you know everything
2: I think I do. Yeah. I think I do she know She knows everything. more than I do. Oh, I do.
3: Uh, no, I mean, yeah. No. I've. Yes, I have devoted my life to studying magic and reading. Oh. But So, Mary knows everything that's happening in the show, but I, yeah. I have a few other.
2: Oh, absolutely. We performed, which was really volumes fun. One in year, brain. we were at the uh, Montreal Casino. And they hired Ted as being a close up magician doing magic at tables. Like, mm. you know, cheating at tables in yeah. a casino. It was crazy. Yeah. It was for their twentieth anniversary, tenth anniversary, fifteenth, one anniversary. So anyway, so and I was there to scout out the people that wanted to see magic. So
3: because they they would pay five hundred dollars a day yeah. to perform in the casino. So I told them that I needed Marion <laughs> To hold my Sharpie marker for me. <laughs> yeah.
2: So that Hearts we each received five hundred
3: dollars a day. So we exactly. made a thousand dollars. perfect. Yeah. And we were yeah. together, we were so, hanging together. So yeah. in
2: between our spots, we would go back to the dressing room and then Ted pulled the coolest tricks out. Like, you know, all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, he goes, My name's Bond. James Bond. Like it was just really funny. I love that trick of today, but he won't ever show it again. But it was a really good trick. So Anyway, yeah, so he comes there up. There are
3: some tricks, yes. That yes. I've, haven't pulled out yet.
0: Right, yeah, right, no, that's right. right, right. right. Yeah. So, when I'll tell you, when I, when I was growing up, before I turned 11 and got my first guitar and sort of started going down the music path, I had two professions in mind. I didn't want to grow up and be a firefighter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I was either going to be a professional wrestler. Wow. Or a magician. Cool. Wow, that's now what I that wanted cool. was, was a magician, yeah, or a wrestler, or you know, they all have their themes, right? <laughs> the the mat, the magician, wrestler. Uh, yeah, cool. too, yeah, that right? could have worked. They was was all have
3: their themes and professional characters. Professional hockey goaltender, goaltender, mm-hmm. or a magician, mm-hmm. and then I got a gig Friday nights doing magic. And when you're the goaltender, you kind of have to show up. You can't go. I'm not going to be there Friday, guys. So I had to retire from from hockey. Where's the puck? Which hands it in? Yeah, (laughs) the puck. You know, the pucks were traveling pretty fast then. I was in like junior, like the low, you know, the reject junior level. So the puck was definitely moving. Yeah, and uh, I'd been knocked unconscious a few times, which explains a few things. If you <laughs> never wonder about me, uh, it's because of the puck. Right. But Ted also but, uh, did show yeah.
2: on ska- like shows on skates. You did I a did. show I on skates.
3: Yeah, I performed magic on skates, uh, which was quite exciting. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was a figure skating show, but I was the magician performing. Right. I, was, I was Dracula and I... Whatever. Performed a few illusions on ice. Yeah. And, and I that- also performed at the Montreal Forum for... It was a pre-game show for the, what was it? The junior Canadians. Uh, but I played, I performed at the Montreal Forum in right. Montreal and being a Montreal guy who's into hockey, I yeah. kind of like the Montreal Canadians. Yeah. So I'm sorry folks, but you know, I, it's my religion. I, yeah. I can't change that. <laughs> yeah. When we moved here, I was discussing with Marion. I can adjust to anything. I can adapt to Smith Falls. There's no problem. And then I saw a car which had a flag on it from a hockey team that was not the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. And I turned to Marion and said that you know there's a one thing I can't change. <laughs> now I love the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Now let me. I'm I'm not a sports
0: fan myself, but I have a lot of friends who are. Now if they not if if the Habs got knocked out. Yeah. But the Sens are still in. Would you Would you root for them?
3: I don't. I don't always follow hockey. But it's just, you know, I don't yeah, watch yeah, all the games. Gotcha. Yeah, I just no. It's the Habs. That's all. Yeah, there's no one else. Yeah, yeah, uh, I got gotcha. you. I like good hockey, yeah. but there's only one team.
0: I'm not a hockey guy myself. My yeah. whole, I have a whole extended family that's like big, big, big time hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's yeah.
3: just never, never really
0: resonated mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. But some of my friends, they're like, they'll take issue with somebody rooting for a team after their team's been knocked out they're like no 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 that's you're just being a front runner that's <laughs> right. all you're doing no
1: right.
3: no i love any good hockey is is wonderful to watch yeah. and i don't follow any organized sports i live in fantasy land yeah, yeah. i'm a magician i like
0: watching them too so. so you okay so there you are so i got somebody somebody i, I meant i texted my friend you know bill you know oh bill, bill, yeah. Bill? Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i texted yeah. bill i'm like yeah well, he was, he was, he was on the podcast first. He was yes. in the first episode. Yeah. Um, And, uh, and I, I told him that I was having the town magicians on the podcast tonight and he, and he corrected me and he said illusionist. Yeah. We yeah, get paid right. a lot more than
3: magicians. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
0: what's the difference? Educate the masses. Because uh, you pay just called yourself a magician there
3: for a second. Uh, is it
0: interchangeable? An illusionist is. it, is it politically is... incorrect? Is it offensive?
2: No, no, I the think, score? it doesn't matter. No, I I, think an so illusionist it's is
1: it's someone who
3: performs lar- like magic tricks with with people, large scale magic. Yeah, uh, I mean in the in the magic business, magicians. You have sleight of hand artists and you have mentalists and illusionists yeah. are the Quick guys change artists, who cut people in half, okay. put people I in feel, the air.
0: I feel great now because like that's hypnotist. pretty much the explanation I gave to somebody earlier today asking, asking me about it. I was like, yeah, yeah. basically, like I a mean, mad magician feels like an overarching exactly. umbrella it's, for me, and you have yeah. multiple disciplines
2: within. within
1: it.
3: Before Houdini, there was. Robert Houdin, Jean Eugene Robert Houdin, And he said he was an actor playing the part of a magician. Hmm. That's what I am. I'm yeah. I'm, you know, I'm an actor playing the part of a magician. Right. And I call myself an illusionist so I can charge more money. Yeah. Uh no, I mean I no, our show is it's we're... a piece of theater. Uh, and we celebrate time, and we there's a piece of magic with a spool of thread, and there's yep. a piece of magic with Marion floating in the air, and there's a whole range of illusions in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like
2: larger props, you can say, maybe also. Like, we uh, yeah. we we, ha- we travel not with a suitcase full of beautiful cards and coins, and yeah. which is great, you know, when you need to fly somewhere. We travel most of the time with a big truck. Yeah, <laughs> So um that's yeah more i than... hate mentalists because <laughs> mentalists walk in the room with a
3: suitcase and they can charge the same money as us yeah, sometimes yeah. and so, uh, you what'd know. you so, think of the show the mentalist oh that oh the, well, the, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it. awesome i, I love it yeah, yeah. watched every yeah. episode. Yeah, very much
2: yeah. yes yes it really too. good really yeah, good. yeah we liked yeah. it very mm-hmm. much
0: the yeah. way i described it today the difference was i said well you know David Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear. That's mm-hmm. right. But I can find your card. <laughs>
2: right, you know? right, right. Yeah.
0: Illusion trick. That's yep. right. Well, yep. that's that's sure. that's sort of what we yeah. say. Sure. For I mean, us.
2: I
3: don't want to do tricks. I don't want to present puzzles. I want mm-hmm. to present a piece of magic that moves you. Yeah. That and actually. Uh, one of the turning points was a piece of magic that's in our show that sometimes makes people cry. And I wrote it for someone who's not here anymore. And I always envied a singer songwriter who Mm -hmm. could perform this piece that would make people cry. And why can't magicians do that? Right. Magicians go into the magic store and they buy a trick. And our show didn't come out of a magic store. It came out of, our hearts and yeah. it's, it's stories and we move people and we celebrate life and we, uh, so the tricks and illusions are just part of what we're doing. Yeah. Part of our experience. And that I really, we both worked really hard at getting away from the cliche. I can go buy a trick mm-hmm. kind yeah. of thing. And I don't, and I don't know how to do 400 tricks. No. I do two dozen really well.
1: Yeah,
2: And and often, unfortunately, um, illusionists are not really well respected, even among our own peers. Like, uh, sometimes magicians that are very um, good with coin magic or cards, they go like, oh, yeah, you just buy a big box. But it's not that. It's what you do with it. It's like, I can buy a piano, but it doesn't make me a pianist. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly the same, you know? So I find...
3: When Amber played the piano... I had goosebumps. That yeah. piano over there, the bell yeah. piano, yeah. piano from Guelph. It was amazing. She touched that piano and I had goosebumps. Yeah, and it
2: was beautiful.
3: That's what I want to do when yeah. I go on stage. We
2: want people uh-huh. to leave the theater always wanting more. Not looking at the time, you know, how much longer is it going to be, but also to talk about. And that's very often the responses we are getting. We received once, or like often also, but one particular time we received an email from somebody going, oh, could you please share these words? from this particular piece Ted was talking about. Yeah. Um because my mother really loved it. She just like my father just had passed away and like she really wanted to frame it and if that was okay. So that was that was amazing. Like, you know, we were asked we were like
3: Yeah, someone emailed people. for the script to yeah, that piece. And when I piece. performed it, I I knew I knew either it would be horrible or it would be great and I performed it the first time and I actually cried and the audience, audience members cried and it moved people and it's become part of our show and it's very special. But, it's, uh, it means a lot yeah. to
2: us. Mm-hmm. So, And yeah. it's always in there. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of a part of us, I yeah. guess, this piece. But
3: I think some of the like really uh, groundbreaking moments in our career, were are magicians. We convinced theaters in Canada to present our show. We didn't have to rent the theater. They presented right. our yeah. show. Yeah. And in British Columbia, we won Touring Artist of the Year. And that was, wow, a magician yeah. won that award. That was really cool. That
2: was very exciting. And
3: in Ontario, we won, there's an award, the Award of Excellence, Excellence. that Ontario Contact gives out. Yeah. And usually it goes to a theater presenter, but
2: we, we were given that award.
1: That was yeah. really amazing. And
2: then uh, there is a um, booking conference in New York called APAP, And it's the largest booking conference in the world. And there's like three giant floors of like from Cirque to Soleil selling the show to like, like, I don't know, like every big show is there. Every big performer, any name is there. There are at least 20 magicians and whatnot. Like there is like a large group of people. There's showcases in every room. And Ted was asked, to, um we were hired, actually, to to speak.
3: Yeah, we spoke about how we celebrate our art in the community where we're performing. And that was pretty awesome that we were invited to share that.
2: Was yeah, that was a really quite cool... Quite
3: uh, an honor.
2: Yeah, it was pretty yeah. spectacular because mm-hmm. there were only like five people chosen to do so. Yeah. Five or eight. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, so...
3: I love those kind of conferences. Yeah. I mean I hate them too. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of crazy people that are into moving people. Yeah. In different ways. Mm-hmm. I mean I I've, uh, I've been to the more music yeah.
0: side of right. those conferences. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, con- contact. Yeah. That that's theater yeah. based. So that, yeah. that'll be yeah. magic, that'll mm-hmm. be that'll be plays, that'll be yeah, mm-hmm. performers of mm-hmm. any kind, really. But yeah. I've been to like some folk music ones Sure. Like, cool. Yeah, yeah it's totally. It's just crazy everybody people. there, but it's yep. So also a bit of a, kind of, you feel like a bit of a human commodity trying to it's right. Like, it's like being at the <laughs> being a puppy in the pound, you know, uh, pick
2: me, pick yeah, me, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The jam mm-hmm. session at the end of the night oh, when yeah, you're like in the in the hospitality uh, room, like that's like the most other fun performers.
0: Part. That's the there's real
3: reason people go.
2: Yeah, and you see landing friends a gig and you don't yeah. see. the icing on the cake. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
3: there's some agents that are awesome and other yeah. agents that are not. And yeah. then there are presenters that are incredible and presenters that are not. And Yeah, and uh, that's okay. I mean, you know. And artists, so. Yeah.
2: yeah, but we see a lot of friends from all across the country, yeah. you know, and we get together and we have fun times together. And, and all these conferences have been now online yeah. the past year. Yeah. yeah, But some conferences are starting up again to do it in person, and that right. will be wonderful just to see our well, friends. It must
0: be a pretty tight-knit community. Cause, it is. I mean, there's. I mean, I'm comparing it to the music ones and everybody went to college and picked up an acoustic guitar and played Wonderwall is wanted to be a musician, you know? <laughs> but, but, you know, as in my case, most yeah. people move on from their Houdini magic mm-hmm. kit by right. age 11 sure. yeah. and move away from the magic only retaining a few card tricks or something. Mm-hmm. You know? right, it's, right. It's, uh, it's, it takes well, a certain person, I think, to really mm-hmm. purvey mm-hmm. In, uh, in the yeah. world of magic and illusion
3: yeah. yeah. My parents told me that I had to go to school, which was a good idea. Uh, and I'm like, I want to be a hockey player or a magician. Yeah. I'm like, go to school, son. So I decided I would study marketing, hmm. and I wanted to be the most expensive perfume you could buy Yeah. from Holt Renfrew, yeah. not the drugstore. Yeah. And so that helped me market my magic, and that's definitely a reason why I can you know, I've been able to live my whole life doing what I love doing. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and there's a lot of magicians who perform as a hobby. Most of them are hobbyists and yeah. not many who can, you know, live the dream.
0: Yeah. Now I like how you, um, you know, openly frame your act as, as, as a theater piece, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bo- both in terms of the fact that, you know, you, you like to dress it up. You like to s- tell a story. Mm-hmm. You like to have a theme. You like to make it artful yeah um, but also you know just just the fact that we're talking about here that we you know we know you're not actually a wizard, mm-hmm. you know, um, and there's i'm correct me if I'm wrong, you'd know better than me, but I feel like maybe there's there's some people out there legitimately trying to convince people that they are
2: superpowers
0: have superpowers <laughs> mm.
3: yeah no. well i don't I don't know how my iPhone works, and I yeah. don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and so when we present a piece of magic, yeah, people have to care. Yeah. Or else it doesn't matter. Yeah. So it's about making people care about it. Yeah. And yeah, no, I'm I'm Yeah, like uh, again,
2: it's the experience, right? We want to celebrate an uh, experience. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a song, like Ted was saying, like you know, a song can make you cry. It's the experience about it. It's not about, "Oh, look, you know, I yeah. can do this trick and look, yeah. he has another trick and another trick." Yeah. If I if I would ask you at the end, so what did you see? And you don't remember, that's wrong. Like, you know, you should remember every trick that we were yeah. just doing. Like yeah. it's like you don't remember all the lyrics right away from a song, but a song gets better how many more times you're hearing it. Magic trick doesn't get better. You have that one chance, you know, because we're like that moment of excitement, the moment of surprise. And and so you need to put your heart in it the first time <laughs> for us.
3: It's a journey. And a lot of people will say their favorite piece in the show involves a spool of thread. And we sort of s- step back and wonder because we just spent eight hours setting up all this massive yeah. equipment and it cost a <laughs> fortune. And they like the trick with the piece of thread that fits mm-hmm. in but a it's pocket a journey. <laughs> and in order to make people care, you have to present, you know, give them the right journey and make them care about it. And, uh, because you know they like this piece because of what came before it, and it's a ride. And uh,
2: yeah, and again because Ted built most of the illusions himself. Like people go, like, wow, this just also flows. Yeah. Like because it's meant for us. Like it's it's us. Mm-hmm. And in if somebody else would. Perform it, he might not get the same results that way. So, not <laughs> I've with spent, all of the numbers, I spent, but.
3: I worked through the night, two nights in a row, building a time machine in my basement. And it's made out of brass, and there's flashing lights, and it has a crystal knob on it, just like the time machine book. And that was when I realized I crossed the line between insanity and, you know, passion and insanity. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. I was just going to ask you, are running any, run I crossed any the more line. locks or what?
3: I crossed the line, but H. it was G. worth Wells. it. It yeah. was worth it. We drove through the night. And <laughs> I read the book many times yeah. before I built the time machine and I tried to make my time machine as you know close as possible to HG Wells time machine. Yeah. So it has red, yellow and green lights crystal knob there's brass there's copper it weighs a ton
2: it, it's so heavy and Ted's throwing these blocks in the air and I'm going like I don't know
3: chronomodulators <laughs> flux capacitors
2: yeah uh, it's pretty awesome and I
3: built I built two of them
2: yes you did uh, because we needed one in China and we one had in one in, the in right. China <laughs> then we
3: needed one in Canada yeah so yeah. I built a second one
1: yeah
3: so uh kept in two different undisclosed locations yeah uh one of them came out of robert's garage today so it's not there anymore just in case you're wondering it's yeah. not <laughs> in robert's garage yeah somewhere Secret. else now we moved them around
2: yeah 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 so Don't you go to think.
0: china you go to vegas
1: where else yes. you go you go
2: everywhere right we do we went to germany yeah we went, oh, and marion's
1: german mm-hmm.
3: and i am not german mm-hmm. and we played the hansa theater the oldest variety theater in germany and they chose the numbers they wanted me to perform. And for some sick, twisted reason, they wanted me to do <laughs> a talking piece. And I don't speak German. My dream the terrible. audience
2: going into so, the house.
3: Marion Marian taught me the show phonetically. I write it all out. And so, I performed my first piece. And I walked out and I said, uh, I was trying to say, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Last night, I had an incredible dream. Guten Abend. Mein damen und herren. Let's da. Nert, let's connect. Had a dream. So hi everyone. Uh, last night I dreamt of being naked. Yeah, <laughs> and no one. So the director Marion ran to the director after the show to apologize because and say, like, it's Don't a super worry, conservative
2: it theater, and right. they just had announced prior to this. Sorry, real quick. They just had announced prior to our performance that exactly a hundred years. On that day, before, us, that month, Harry Houdini stood on exact the same stage. So that was huge. So they were like super excited that we were there. So here, Ted is telling everybody that last time naked, I had an incredible dream because the word night is nackt, and the word nacht, like night, is nacht. So we have nackt, nacht, Did and you get nacht,
3: that? nacht. N-nacht. Yeah, <laughs> nacht. very obvious, really. Yeah, exactly. Uh. So
2: anyway, this conservative. <laughs> theater manager comes up to me and she goes Marion, Marion, like did you tell Ted yet? I'm like no, I'm so sorry, I wanted to apologize to you first, it's phonetic I'm going to work with him all night if it takes, whatever, you know, and she's like no, don't say a word so like it's so cute it comes over so well, the yeah. audience loves it, <laughs> they were all giggling I said okay, well if you say so, like we're going to keep it this way so Ted said 62 times, Let's, <laughs> last time naked I had An incredible dream. And everybody knew it. We were like, it was a a variety show. So we had like acts from like Hungary, from like Poland, from like the US, Canada. So there were so many people. Anyway, and... Everybody knew it but Ted. So just before the last show, I said, well, you know, honey, like, you know, your opening line. And he goes like, yeah, what's about it? And I said, well, you know how the audience always like smiles and like giggles a little bit. And then he goes, yeah, it's, it's my accent, right? I said, well, you know, the word night is Nacht. And the word naked is nucked. And that's what you keep saying. He says, what? So he chased me through this old (laughs) vaudeville theater where like all the dressing rooms are a long corridor, ending up in a cafeteria. I ran into the cafeteria and all the other performers were sitting there already. And he goes... They all knew because they all went, you told him. So everybody was in on it, but Ted. The audience,
3: every night they smirked when I spoke and I thought it was my funny accent, but it was not. No. It was that I was talking about big naked.
2: That's correct. And everybody loved it. The tall blonde guy, right? With the blue eyes.
3: In China, things went amazingly well. We had a great tour and we played, we did our, like a 90 minute show, just us in English. Yeah. And everyone loves hearing English in China. And we toured all these huge theaters. They were incredible. And we made a pile of money. And we thought we would be touring China every year. And so we were going to leave our show there and build another show here and Mm -hmm. go back and forth. And then somehow the deal didn't work out and it didn't happen. But uh, it was a lot of fun working in China.
2: Yeah. And that was –
3: things are different in China. Yeah. Like we're square, they're around contracts are guidelines it's not it's different from how we you know do business here yeah but it was at when we were first there it was frustrating and i would want to bang my head against the wall 10 times a day and then i got really pulled in and it was so fascinating and i wanted to learn more about the culture and i wanted to stay there and I, i mean we you know, we could have almost moved there. It was so amazing.
2: And people were really nice. Like, you know, we, um, we had like these two agents that were traveling with us. They provided us with also an illusion technician from China who spoke a bit of English, who was sort of helping out our illusion technician who didn't speak Chinese. I mean, we all learned like a couple of words and, and it was fun when Ted used those five words. He knew like the audience was wild. And then we had this, Gambé. Yeah. That's cheers. So, um, and, and then like Ted shows up with his mirror ball jacket that I created many years ago. It has over 6,000 mirrors on it. And Ted is a walking mirror ball. And when all the moving lights pick up this mirror ball jacket while he's turning the flashes, you should see like of this flash. Like fifteen hundred, two thousand seat venue was like it was crazy, and Ted could turn for five minutes. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, ordinarily,
3: usually- like here in North America, I can walk out with the mirror ball jacket and I can turn three times, and they everyone will applaud for yeah. three turns. Yeah, and you'll see it at the Station Theater when if you see our show, three turns, everyone applauds. But in China, I could turn. Six
1: times. Like, it's crazy. It was, like,
2: unbelievable. They went crazy. So it's, like, it it was interesting, right? Or we have this trick um, where... where Ted is borrowing a shoe. Now, in in North America, it's not a problem. Like, you know, they give you the shoe. In China, they will also give you the shoe, except they will be standing on one foot for five minutes. <laughs> so so we right away had to get one of those little slippers. That yeah, you they get, won't
3: put their foot they would, down. They will
2: not because the sock. Their sock
3: because, foot won't go on a dirty floor. Would not yeah. go on a dirty yeah. floor.
2: So they're literally standing there like a stork. And that was kind of new to us. So we had to like adept you yeah. know but it was
3: and the food in china <clears throat> oh, was phenomenal. incredible we all loved the food and we
2: oh it was so good
3: we loved the food it was funny because our handlers they wanted american food so they wanted to go to mcdonald's yeah. and burger king and, and... we we wanted to eat the local food and it was fantastic food and when we came back we were just trying to find some good Chinese food, and we couldn't anymore. We were snobs. Yeah,
2: we asked from like some Chinese friends that we have. Yeah, we said like, okay, so where do you go? You know, and they go like, yeah. my home cooking. You know. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it was
3: an amazing experience.
2: Yeah, it was and fun. We and, thought we'd
3: be going back every yeah. year, and we still like. Hopefully, we will one day. But, yeah, uh,
2: we we were also on cruise ships. Uh, we worked on cruise ships on Princess Cruise Line. Mm-hmm. We did a couple like um we toured with them and that was fun too it's like a paid vacation yeah, yeah. and then you do a couple shows my you sister know. worked on princess so okay. yeah we yeah. were on the coral and the crown princess those mm-hmm. were our ships that we were working on and um it was yeah. fun what was, it,
0: what was the route for those
2: uh one was new england yeah. it was yeah, kind of the funny new because cruise yeah and then and the panama, panama canal, canal, canal. that was those quite, were the routes quite beautiful take,
0: yeah. Yeah. my sister did the caribbean
3: Okay, okay She's nice. About six months. Okay. Yeah. 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 We were doing 11 days on, 11 days off. off. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we were like...
2: fly ons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was yeah.
0: a musical, musical song and dance musical okay. review. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. cool.
2: Yeah. yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah. Fun. Well,
3: that's that's a neat life. And it's, I don't know, it's wonderful. And then. You don't want it anymore. Yeah, like, it's it's, a, sort of,
0: it's it's a weird bubble. It's like but, Vegas. I mean, I wasn't yeah. there, but I yeah. wasn't there. But I heard about it
3: from yeah. my sister. Yes, yeah. it is. Live in Vegas or just visit Vegas? Yeah, yeah. And but mostly we drive because our show is huge, so it's in a truck, mm-hmm. so we're driving in North America. Yeah, and uh, often or, we fly you know, the crew then pre-plague. We'd uh, yeah. Yeah. drive around across Canada. We'd go from Prince Prince Edward Island to BC. Yeah, between. But- January and April every year. Mm-hmm. We did Labrador and
2: Happy Valley Goose Bay yep. as well. Labrador. So we did those places and then the yeah. farthest west for us was um, yeah, White Horse. Mm-hmm. That was the farthest west. And the
3: US and also magic conventions. We do magic conventions mm-hmm. where you yeah. meet like 600 crazy magicians <laughs> and we do our show and then we do a lecture and we teach a couple of tricks that we invented and uh, meet all these crazy guys. Mm.
0: Yep. Last last live magic show I saw was at a uh was at a Coca convention.
3: Coca. Coca. Right. Yeah. It West, wasn't West us. Wes Barker.
0: Coca. You know yeah. Wes? You know, yeah. West, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Partied with Wes that night. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We know Wes. Huh.
3: Yeah. He was I on did. Penn and Teller,
0: didn't he? didn't he fool them with
3: his sword trick? Uh that could be. I yeah. think he did. That could be. Could yeah. you fool Penn and Teller? Uh, we submitted a few things. Huh? We never got on.
2: Huh? No. Uh, we were asked for uh, America's Got Talent. We sent them
3: the time machine. Yeah. And then I also have a trick called time of day where I predict the time. And we sent that in. And uh, You so predict the, time, predict of the time of day? I predict the time of day. It's really scary. And we actually me. do it on the radio to promote our
2: shows, which is really cool. Like, you know, on the radio, a magic trick is like, Really, but it's pretty awesome, and mm-hmm. then there's a caller calling in and predicting a time, and yeah. then it matches mm-hmm. what yeah. an envelope that we mailed the host prior to it it's pretty cool I've
3: actually worked on a variation where you we predict the time that you see on the fuller post office, you know this gorgeous mm. old post office no, yeah. that Bruce Linton restored, which yep. is so gorgeous it's yeah. it's i always look for excuses to walk by that building. And Bruce gave me a tour of it and the inside is amazing. The outside's amazing. So imagine you're looking at the clock tower at the top of the fuller post office. What time do you see in your mind? I already know. And right. That's, that's the idea. So,
2: uh,
3: but that building is awesome.
2: Yeah, and we always brainstorm things, though, which is kind of cool, right? Like, I mean, a lot of stuff is like, especially when we tour, because sometimes we're like sitting for ten hours in the truck next to each other, and we have like the craziest ideas, and sometimes they come through. Like, Magic Alley was during Harry Potter. Yeah. Like you know, like Diagon Alley, and and we were like, we got a Magic Alley. We need to have a Magic Alley, and then we were brainstorming it, and then our illusion tech was right away taking a napkin and drawing like a sketch of it like how it would look how the set would look and then we went on from there so that's how like new numbers get created you know and then sometimes we have the music first and that inspires us to a piece or we have the piece in mind and then like the music comes afterwards and and when we um we have a we go camping in the show so and um at one point we had trouble, like we wanted to do like shadow puppets and we couldn't find the right track, you know, like, and and you're just searching and you have something in mind, but you haven't found it yet. And then I was on the bus going to Montreal at the time. And I just heard this track and it it was like, Shadow puppets. It was like so shadow it's puppets. It's so
3: exciting to and find the right music yeah, for I the right piece Yeah, I was so excited. Magic.
2: I'm like sending it's it to very Ted. Exciting. And you like, you got to listen to this. Like, I was like yeah. so hyper and excited. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Like as that happens, it's pretty awesome.
3: But I have to tell you something that I learned about Smith's Falls. After we moved here, I was reading Smith's Falls, the book by Glenn Lockwood. It's the history book of Smith's Falls. Yeah, like I got it on my coffee table. Thick book. Yeah. yeah.
0: So There's two pictures of this. The building we're in right now, in that book, there are there yeah, are. Yeah. That's oh, so cool! Amazing. Because our yeah, house amazing. Isn't, yeah. I've been looking
3: for a picture so for you cool. guys, and I I haven't found anything. So I guess I didn't read the book very. Yeah, thoroughly. it was originally <laughs> a, it was originally a print uh, a print shop, a bookstore, print Whoa, shop. Cool. Oh, that is so amazing! That yeah. is cool. That is.
2: That's super cool.
3: Bookshop, print shop. Yeah. So I look. I open the book. I look in the index. Magician. I find. A magician, Senior Bosco, performed in Smith's Falls in 1888 at the Opera House.
2: And everybody goes, where's the Opera House?
3: I asked everyone about the Opera House. Nobody knew. Yeah. So I learned that there was a Methodist chapel, and the Methodists were really happening back in the day, and so Mm. they had a new church built, Trinity Methodist Church. So they moved into their church. And their chapel was sold to Ogle Karse. And Ogle was the mayor of Smith Falls at one point. He lived at Rockland House. And he bought the Methodist Chapel, turned it into an opera house. 700 seats. There were like 300 good seats and the rest, they were just standing. So the opera house. uh, And that's where Senior Bosco performed in 1888. And then... The opera house turned into a wholesale grocery store, Robertson Robertson's wholesale grocery. Mm-hmm. And in the sixties they tore it down and they built the post office. Huh. So the current post office, the new one, used that's the location where the opera house was located. used to be. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And Super senior cool. Bosco who invented the sand frame, which I'm sure you've heard of. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. Anyway, he invented a a trick that people know him for, but he performed here in 1888 and I researched him and I wrote a story about it and it ended up, it was published in Hometown News and then it was published in a international magic magazine for magicians and then a Canadian magic magazine for magicians. Awesome. So Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Definitely, uh, it was exciting for me.
0: So, one thing that it was certainly different in eighteen eighty eight about magic, and I would say probably still about just as different from now in nineteen eighty eight was i mean we didn't have the internet, we didn't have YouTube, so the old adage of a magician never re- reveals his secrets was a lot easier to ring true back then I think mm-hmm. you know for sure you yeah. know yeah. it' been a good hour mouth, on google i book. think you can you can probably find. Yeah, most of the answers you're looking for as a curious person. How Mm -hmm. is, how do you Mm -hmm. feel that's affected
3: your world or the magic world? I don't think it matters if you present it in a way that people care about it. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. They'll still love it. Even, I mean, even if you know how it works, if it's presented well, it's beautiful. Yeah. Like music. Uh, if it's beautiful, it's beautiful. But, uh, that is a good question, and I do have a really interesting book in my collection called "The Discovery of Witchcraft." Hmm. And this book was written by Reginald Scott, and it explained that tricks were actually tricks, so you don't have to burn that person at the stake because they're not a witch; yeah. they're just doing yeah. some tricks. So it saved many lives, and it was a big right. turning point in, yeah. in the magic world where it's like, oh, okay, you don't, you know, you don't have to be afraid of that person. Yeah, that, that was just a trick. But uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, books, word of mouth. Well, books would have been really helped you. And lot. actually,
2: yeah. one of Ted's first jobs was at a magic shop, which is yeah. pretty awesome in Montreal. That was great. Mm-hmm. So he met all these older magicians that would love to show him a trick and teach him stuff. And he had like first grabs on like certain new tricks that would come its way. And. Yeah, mm-hmm. your duff pen that you saved money up for and right, So so right. it's pretty cool. And yeah. then Ted I had, had my
3: paper route, I'd go save up my money and yeah. buy my 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 tricks.
0: Yeah. I owned a few tricks in the day. Mhm. Myself, I was always a I I I leaned towards the just the regular deck mm-hmm. card
3: right. tricks. You were a purist. A Excellent. purist. Yeah. Um
0: I, I don't know if it was about being pure Mm-hmm. necessarily, as it was about being, I don't know, spontaneous. I mean, yeah. you yeah. you could be spontaneous and pull a deck of cards out of your pocket, but that seems planned. But if you're just there and and you're playing poker or a deck of cards is there, it's like, hey,
3: no, you've throw, gotta, me, throw me that deck. They throw must me your ask deck of cards. you to perform the trick. Right. So, yeah, show me a trick. Yeah, You don't want to say, hey, let me show you a trick. And then they go, yeah, yeah. disappear. You want yeah. them to say, Oh come on, show us something. And then you can say, Well, do you have any cards around? And then yeah. they yeah, bring yeah, you yeah. the cards and yeah. then it's spontaneous and people want it. Yeah. And that's definitely uh, the I'm pretty way good to at go.
0: disappearing. I do it at a lot of parties. Like right. Disappearing. disappearing. Yeah, no, that yeah. was when I also was... known as the Irish exit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say
3: bye, you just leave. You just hey, Matt disappear? Go? Oh, he's gone. good. Wow. Well. Who was that man? He vanished. Who was that guy? Yeah. Yeah. No, I used to work in restaurants doing magic and I'd go up to tables and it was all about, you know, approaching the right table at the right time. Yeah. So one time I approached this couple and I said, you know, hi, my name's Ted. Do you want to see a magic trick? And the guy said, yeah, disappear. (laughs) So I learned, you know, you've got (laughs) to arrive at the right time. and Yeah. You look for people that are watching. You know, I would do a trick, and if someone was watching me, that would indicate that they probably wanted me to come to their table. Uh, but the couple that was discussing their divorce, you know, they were not the right people to yeah, approach right. to yeah, show yeah. a car trick to. So, but that that's that really got me going in in the magic business. I would work in a restaurant doing tricks at tables, and right. then people would invite me to come and perform for their private parties and things like that. So, yeah.
0: So. Those tricks you mentioned, and you mentioned earlier, there was some close-up magic. You, you mm-hmm. use like, yeah. that term specifically. You do? Do you yeah. still do a lot of close-up magic? I love close-up magic. Yes, I love, I love it. I love it. I love
3: it, and I love. Uh, I mean, I'm the ambitious card is a trick where a person's card that they chose just keeps coming to the top of the deck over and over and over. And yeah. I love that. And I do the. That's my favorite card. And he does it very well. Trick. I mean, it's a whole bunch of tricks combined yeah. into yeah. one but close-up magic is beautiful and pure magic and i do some work with you know coins and cards cards a little bit of mentalism in there but yeah uh,
0: mind reading
3: i love but, uh, coin magic yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. especially uh, when
0: it's really good mm-hmm. yeah it takes i'm not so much that racks, good
3: so but I'm, uh, I'm, yeah i suck at it i tried more, when i
0: was 11 but
3: cards are what i would use to blow your mind if mm-hmm. i yeah. was you know uh i wouldn't go with the coins cuz i'm not that good with the coins but
2: mm. cards yeah
3: yeah and um
2: definitely cards
3: mhm mhm and yeah. i
2: don't do cards no
3: <laughs> no but you dance and i can't I dance very well i tried dance. to dance and i really my dancing was cut from the show we had a mm-hmm. choreographer and she worked out this big choreography for me and then i tried to do it and she mm-hmm. just Cut it. It's like,
0: Better better stick to figure skating.
3: Yeah, even my figure skating was not that great, because I was a goalie, so I was used to goalie skates. Right. And so figure skating didn't, you know, the the blade has a big kind of rocker on it, and I was used to a flat Mm -hmm. goalie skate blade, so. uh, I can't skate at all.
0: I mean, I can skate, but I don't know how to stop.
3: mm. I used to always just slam into the boards
2: to stop. Well, I
3: used to know how to stop, but then... You know, it's been a while.
2: Yeah. yeah. Haven't been on the ice. But <laughs> we actually did a show on the ice for the Fredericks and Canadians. We were yeah. like that was insane. So that was they fun. had they had like this they put down like a carpet and a T shape with curtains on all sides, so we would not be actually physically on the ice. But it was still very cold, like, you know, in your cute little costumes and whatnot. And, and then the guy with the MC was like introducing us for a very long time. And, and so um, we were all frozen by the time the show started. And, and that was kind of like a, yeah, an interesting show.
3: And at the time we worked with Zelda, the psychic Psychic chicken.
2: Chicken. Mm -hmm.
3: So during the show, Zelda would be, we'd put her in the chicken cannon. Mm -hmm. She was blasted out of the cannon. She'd reappear on the other side of the stage. So during the show, one of the local crew members, they were told not to touch our props, but they started putting away our props and Zelda's body double, uh, was crushed and she died. Which was sad. Because it's
2: our pet, right? Like it's a chicken. It was living. We had two chickens.
3: Zelda's body double died. Yes. And so the next day the Fredericton Canadians sent out a press release saying that my feathers had been ruffled.
2: (laughs) And yeah. And chicken wings wings
3: were on sale at the restaurant in the arena. And so I received a call from the local radio station, and this story went cra- crazy, it went viral. It we was- were on the front page of the Fredericton newspaper, then the New Brunswick newspaper, then we were on the front page of the National Post, and there were radio call-in shows about you know the magician Ted, yeah, because and- I, ta- I I said you know she was our pet when she died. We cried. We were sad. It was, you know, she was our pet. Yeah. And we fed her, you know, corn niblets every day and we loved her. Yeah. So it went crazy. And the next thing we knew, the David Letterman show called. Yeah. And they're like, hey, come and do our crazy pet trick spot on the show. Yeah. So because of Zelda, we received more publicity than we had ever received in our lives
2: it was insane and uh, and, and actually zelda. now if yep. you look up like funny animal stories and you google zelda you actually find we story. were in
3: halifax yes and we saw uh like a billboard uh, in front of a restaurant advertising chicken, chicken zelda, zelda on, on the menu on the menu so, so that's how famous zelda so the chicken that was, was.
2: years later so yeah. we went to the restaurant and um i asked The waiter, what's up with the chicken Zelda? And she's like, I don't know, it's like the cook who put that on. And I said, Do you mind asking the cook how the cook comes to chicken Zelda? So the cook comes out because they want the cook was wondering why we're asking. So he wanted to meet us. So, and the cook goes, So, uh, so what's up? Like, um, yeah, I like to follow these funny animal stories. And there was this magician that had this chicken by the name of Zelda that got crushed. So, and we just said, yeah, well, that was us. <laughs> so he's like, oh, my God. So anyway, so that was cool. So, yeah. 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 So
3: Zelda passed away. And then we found a replacement for her. And this replacement chicken came from Celine Dion. Celine Dion had a bunch of chickens well, for her, her kids. kids to play yeah. with. So we little. ended up with Celine's chickens in our show. So
2: they were show chickens.
3: Yeah show business chickens yep. and then they they retired and uh uh Greta the psychic goose showed up she's not real No. She's a puppet.
2: Well, it's because... She used
3: to be real, but now she's a puppet. But we
2: used to, like, we started touring, like, you know, abroad. so And it's really hard to travel with a pet chicken. Mm -hmm. So when we would go to the U.S., like, you know, we say we need, like, you know, a chicken of this size, you know, whatever. But they would supply us. One time they supplied us with a black chicken. So all you would see is, like, a beak. And, like, little feet because it's in front of a black curtain. So, you couldn't even see the chicken. So, like, we were like, okay, no, we got to get away from that.
3: Yeah. For your next podcast, we could do an entire episode about smuggling chickens into hotel rooms. and oh, yeah. The adventures of Zelda, the psychic
2: chicken. Yeah. In a yeah. hockey bag, usually. Many and a dog kennel in a hockey bag. And, like, letting her run around the bathtub, putting the curtain in. And, like, it's great. Turning on the TV, trying to find an animal channel because they go. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Now, do you think that? I understand having affection towards a chicken.
2: Yeah. We do eat because chicken. no, yeah, I, I get it, I get it.
0: <laughs> no, but she like I have, have I have, I have affection towards uh, my the fish I
3: have at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But mm-hmm. I know it has no affection for me because it's a fish. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Did your chicken have affection for you? Mm.
3: She knew us. She she trained us. Oh, because absolutely. Because Zelda and her companion, who no one knew about, and we had to keep that away from the media. Her, you know, gay lover. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, so in the morning, they would, if they heard us make noise, they'd start squawking right away because they knew that if they did that, we would bring them their fresh corn, which yeah. they wanted for right. breakfast. Yeah. So. Marion and I would be very quiet in the morning and then once we made noise, we had to go feed the chickens and then we could come back mm-hmm. and yeah. keep sleeping.
2: Yeah. Oh, there's another good story because one time I didn't know that Ted had a show that day and I fed the chickens grapes because they love grapes. Yeah. So I was like, and oh, I want to share my grapes with you guys. And I then Ted always says, told
3: Marion, do not feed Zelda <laughs> before a show. That's right. And she fed Zelda... Grapes.
2: I didn't know he had a show that day.
3: And I was doing a show (laughs) for, I think it was a day camp.
2: I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's a small
3: show. And the floor, it was highly polished tiles. Yeah. And I brought Zelda out. And Zelda was going to lay a colored egg on the count of three. Yes. On the count of three, she'll lay an egg. One, One, two. two. So she (sighs) didn't lay an egg that day. (laughs) But. That's she right. put on a spectacular show, <laughs> and the kids were all looking at this like gigantic diarrhea ring on the floor. Yeah,
0: of... <laughs> yeah. So now is egg phonetically similar to shit in German?
2: <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> not quite. No, 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 no. But it was, it was really um, funny. So when Ted got home, he's like, Marion. I was like, Yeah,
3: yeah. Don't feed her. Uh, Grapes before no, the Robins. show. It's I said, not a I good didn't idea. Know. Like, and anyway. then Zelda had her own eight by ten. Oh yeah, Zelda the psychic chicken eight by ten. Yeah. And so we did a show, and one of the, the stage hands,
2: at the River Run in Guelph. Zelda
3: wrote the guy a note. It was like, "To Fred, thanks for the great lay. Love Zelda." And this eight by ten made it on the wall. Nice. And then Fred's girlfriend came by and saw the eight by ten. And apparently it caused some problems. So, Zelda got him into trouble. Oh, yeah. or, when did you play the River Run?
2: Oh, we, many times. We started, times.
3: you know what? That was, yeah, the, the River Run was our first theater in Ontario. Yeah. And Rob.
2: Rob McKay. McKay the manager. Yeah. Who's
3: the coolest guy in the world. Took a chance, tried out this new magic show. Yeah. We were them. Yeah. And we played the River Run.
2: Multiple I don't know, times. four times, At five least. times, yeah.
3: six times. He. Like he's the reason we were able to start performing in Ontario. In Ontario, nice. he was the first yeah. place in Ontario.
2: So do you know rubber.
0: Rob? No, I know the head tech. Okay, at uh, Pooch. River Run Pooch. Yeah, yeah, we love Pooch. I know Pooch. Wow, yeah, I work mo- Pooch? my most. I work my Molson gigs with Pooch. No no way. Amazing. way, love did, amazing. Pooch. did the Mystery Mansion with Pooch.
3: Wow, oh, wow. Yeah. wow. No, we love. He Pooch. is the nicest guy. Oh, in the universe.
2: Yes. Yes. I call
0: him
3: Papa Bear.
2: Aw. there's a whole story. Yeah, I know. that's cool.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's really neat. That's really uh you ever play the Capitol Theater in Chatham?
1: Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah yeah. We did. When'd you play there?
3: Chatham.
0: Now did
2: we
3: not did they close down? Is that the Capitol? (laughs) The Capitol Theater. uh, Um I have this feeling that they were closing down.
2: That was in Windsor. That was we, Windsor. That was Windsor. Okay. Ted. The no, but I, we Windsor. played there a few the, times. The yeah. Capitol
3: Theater
0: in Chatham opened like re, like it's it's like a hundred year old theater. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an an old it theater. was a theater. And yeah. then and then when theater wasn't the thing anymore, it was a movie theater for a while. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then it was basically boarded up for decades.
3: Okay,
2: right.
0: And then the uh, town in Chatham, which is where I bought my church. Okay, my church was right. in Chatham. Well, yeah. it was fifteen minutes outside of Chatham, in the middle of a cornfield, but. Chatham was the closest town, mm-hmm. and uh, I worked at the Chatham Theater when I bought my church. Was yeah. like They were building. They were just build like finishing this m- mega Reno of the Capitol Theater in Chatham. It's okay. a twelve hundred, seater Yeah, yeah. And um, they had totally redone it. They got a twenty million dollar
2: grant. Wow.
0: Cool. To okay. redo, to redo wow. the theater yeah. in Chatham, mm-hmm. and um, what was the first show we did? It was. Uh, was before a bunch of shit happened, but it was Bill Cosby when when he was still in fire. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So. So that would have been, I think it was, that would have been like 2010, I think, Mm -hmm. 2010 2010, when it it opened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then um, it didn't, the theater itself didn't shut down, but within six months of opening- Due to uh, mismanagement, the Capital Chatham Theatre Association, the board that had been formed to bring this yeah. theatre to life, uh, dissolved because they went bankrupt. They
3: Because mm. of- I have this feeling, yeah. we did a show there, and they were about to close – and we Could, donated all our merchandise yeah. sales to their fund to keep the theater going. Might have yeah. been something, and like that. then so we yeah. sold tons of merchandise at the yeah. show, mm-hmm. and it was really painful because we <laughs> right. donated yeah. all of it yeah. to yeah. the yeah, yeah, theater yeah, yeah, yeah. fund.
2: No, but we do like to support but because I, it's the theater. Set. We've been
3: there. I'm sure we've it's been there life. once or twice.
2: Yeah, yeah. We, have, we have. But I just have been. this
3: memory. Maybe we were yeah. there at one point when they were
1: I'm
0: not yeah. I'm not sure problems. where they're at I'm not sure where they're at right now cuz I didn't checked in on them but it was like yeah. it, they had all these big plans yeah. they brought on all these big shows they did like country music concerts they did yeah. ballets they had the chinese acrobats in Yeah. But one of the last shows I did there was the chinese acrobats and okay. they, oh, yeah, cool. they had to return their follow spots <laughs> because they couldn't afford them anymore cuz <laughs> they were going out of business oh. So Ouch. I had to run a uh not a follow spot as a follow spot <laughs> hanging <Right>. in the <laughs> Improvised
3: ellipsoidal fixture became a follow spot. Yeah.
0: I was using a Fresnel.
3: A Fresnel. Yeah. As a follow so, spot. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. To
0: follow yeah. the acrobats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck. Those little fuckers <laughs> are fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, one All of right. the
3: things that we really like about our show is that it takes eight hours to set up. So yeah. we work with the crew. Like, we arrive in the morning at eight and we all work with the crew and we all sweat and set up and, and we always give them crew t shirts and like we're, we become family. Yeah. By the time it's showtime, like we're all one. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, the artists and the crew are all one and we do the show. Yeah. And, we make friends because we spend the whole day with these yeah, guys. I was there. Yeah, and they I like, was, like I was, right. was true with that. Yeah. 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 So, like you know, the, they know mm-hmm. we're all invested 100% together and they work with us and
1: well, it, we couldn't do it made without so many them.
3: beautiful friends.
1: I think mm-hmm. I
0: did
3: a Russian ballet, actually,
0: at the cool. Chatham Theater. Yeah. Can't remember the actual mm. company. i yeah. pretty sure it was a Russian ballet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I know of a company that was yeah. touring always yeah. in Canada from Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. No
3: we... Maybe we've done a show together and we don't even remember. You That's
2: know, I've never worked, okay. Okay. never worked a magic show.
3: Okay. I've
0: never worked a magic show aside from the aside from my lame tricks I do at so, parties. no, cuz right. I mean
3: I always during the sound check, I always sing kwando. And I I sang <sighs> kwando tonight and it didn't I I watched you. Nothing happened. So you yeah. haven't heard me sing kwando before. I was checking. Yeah, no. And so but, you know what was really neat? I yes. always sing kwando because my friend uh my friend Sanquando so I sing Quando in sound check and Marion and I were doing a show at the Montreal Casino and uh sorry what was the question again so no <laughs> we were at the Montreal Casino and i went outside for a breath of fresh air and this guy is walking in coming out of his black shiny tour bus Engelbert Humperdinck, Humperdinck. is getting off his himself. tour bus walking into the theater and I told him my story about how I always sing Quando mm-hmm. and Engelbert is the master of Quando. Yeah. So I went up in the elevator with Engelbert and I called I we went to our dressing room and I, I said, you know, uh Marion, I want you to meet my friend here, Engelbert. So and he
2: Oh my God, I just said it was so cool. He was like, super and cool. his um and he his could manager. Still do it. Yeah, totally. He and his managers seem to like enjoy us very much. Like he came yeah. down and checked out checked out our show and he was totally there. It was kind of fun. Yeah. And Ted Like was like, I guess I gotta do my sound check. Like and I was like, Yeah, you better yeah. sing Kondo. he Yeah. Uh, so it was good.
3: Yeah. This is I, the
0: second time Engelbert Humperdinck has come up in conversation for me in a week.
2: Wow. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: please explain. Um, I don't remember why he came up, but I I just recently learned, or or at least was told. I'm not sure if it's accurate or not. Um, but that that's not his real name. Hmm. That oh, that no. that Engelbert Humperdinck is actually the name of a uh, lesser known classical composer from the 16 or 1700s. Okay. that he just chose
3: as a because it was just obviously. The hottest name you could have,
2: yeah. Engelbert. Right.
3: <laughs> well, when we met him, he had jet black hair, super tan, he, super he tan. was in his black, 70s, I yeah. guess. Yeah,
2: and black to a bus, very jealous. Is he still yeah. alive? Oh, yeah, so, well, he well, was. This
3: was <laughs> 10 years ago, yeah, it was 10
2: years ago, so I don't know, but I haven't I heard know. anything. I'm not I've sure, got a I'm not right sure, here. I'm yeah. Us
3: yeah. This conundrum yeah, we need for to us. know, we need Engelbert. to know. He was really nice. Humperdink. nice guy.
2: Yeah, very nice guy. It was
3: because we. It was funny. We saw a dressing room door next to ours. It, it-
0: Wikipedia
3: says is
0: an English pop singer, so he's still with us. Yeah. Good. Okay. He's uh Oh no, no. This is an out-of-date Wikipedia article, or miss- he he died this year.
2: Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Although
0: That's there's no, there's no. There's no mention of his death, just just. I
3: didn't hear it, it about said,
0: it. Oh, no, sorry, that's his spouse. His, his spouse died this year. He's oh. still alive. Okay, he's still, still alive. still sad, though. It's still his very sad. Is still of course, sad.
2: now it's horrible to lose a partner.
3: Yeah. No, it was amazing to see his Engelbert Humperdinck on the dressing room door next to our dressing room. Yeah,
2: yeah and we were sure, like, when we showed up that that must be a wow. tribute band. But, nope, it was the man himself. Yeah, it's
3: was... a stage name. Really cool. His name is Arnold George Dorsey. Oh, so it's almost the same.
2: Yeah. Arnold George. He just George- rearranged yeah, just the uh, syllables. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, I thought about changing my name to be more hip. And, uh, and uh, plus I lived in Montreal. Right. And French Canadians have a bit of trouble with outer bridge.
0: I can see that. They can Hotter handle bridge.
3: Theodore. Though, right? Hotter bridge. Well, I never told anyone I was Theodore. I just. It was always Ted. It was Ted. But I thought about changing Outer Bridge. Outer Bridge. I was going to change it to Bridge. Right. Something shorter.
2: But, but, now, I didn't. Pe- but now people keep mm. asking us, so what's your real name? They yeah. think it's such a great stage name, Outer Bridge. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, they right. go, like, what's your name? And we go, right like, well, that is. It's <laughs> <Outer laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. no, like, a want? good name. Like, it's there a go. good name. I think it has a great ring to it. Yeah. 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 But we like to call it Outer Bridge. Um, I mean, we do refer as outer bridges, but I find outer bridge is stronger than outer bridges. Yeah. So that's why we call yeah. it outer. Yeah. Bridge. So we were well, Ted
0: Bridges. To, to outer really bridge make sense, it would have to be like the outer bridges, and that just sounds that's like right. a sitcom.
2: And it's just like super the long. The outer right?
3: bridges. Yeah, yeah. The Partridge Family. The yeah. outer bridges. Yeah. So we turned it into outer bridge. Yeah, I like it.
2: Yeah, yeah it just we sounds cut stronger. Ted Marion.
3: I don't yeah. have a name anymore. Well, we're, it's just, just too outer long. Bridge. Because it's yep. a
2: long name. It's a good yep. name. It's a cool name, and people know, and we have the people with the clocks. But it's like, that's what people know us for.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. You don't want to have too many syllables. <laughs> Unless you're Anglebert Humperdinck. You Anglebert it, Humperdinck. It's very yes. long. Yeah. Three
0: yeah. and three.
2: It's,
0: uh, it's yeah. three syllables is good. It's uh phonesthetics.
2: Okay.
3: That's what I've always said. Yeah. yeah. For, a word, for
0: a word to yeah. be phonesthetic, it should have three syllables. Okay. Okay. And uh and the accents have to be right. You can't have you can't have the accent on the end. It can't be outer bridge.
2: No. That wouldn't work.
0: And it wouldn't it's work just, if it was
2: no, it, outer bridge. No. It has to
0: be outer bridge. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Like cellar door. Yeah. Right. The most beautiful phrase in the English language. Hmm. Cellar door? Cellar door. Actually, it, it's supposed to be pronounced
3: British.
1: Okay. So mm. it's cellado. Cellador,
0: Cellado.
3: Cellado.
2: Okay. But well, I'm British. I
3: mean, we're from... Me. Uh, the outer bridges are from Sheffield, England.
0: Outer bridge. And, I'm horrible
3: uh, accents. Uh, a couple of outer bridges yeah. ran off to Bermuda. Mm. So my family's from Bermuda. Oh, they actually a have a uh,
2: pirate license.
3: Yeah. We have a family member who was a pirate. So... Mm. The and bona fide so,
0: pirate or like and, a
3: privateer? He had a license from the Crown. Oh, so to, he was a privateer. Yeah. 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 So we yeah, we give you license to loot and pillage. Yeah. If they yeah. don't have the right flag on their boat, you can, you know, take them down. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, but and then I have my grandfather was a medical missionary. That's mm-hmm. a different yep. division of the family, I guess. Had the missionaries, the pirates, and then the bootleggers, so, but I'm from the uh, missionary side side of the family.
2: That's right. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. And I'm from Germland. Yeah. Yeah. Dusseldorf.
0: Dusseldorf.
2: Yeah. And, um.
0: They had a
3: vampire. Probably. Vampire of Dusseldorf?
2: Really? I don't know. Really?
3: Yeah. Oof. Oh, I'm going to Google that tonight. Yeah,
2: yeah I will The too. Vampire
0: of Dusseldorf. That's Abduzador. cool. I think, he, I think that might have been a nickname for a serial, serial killer. Okay. Now that, because, it, um, now that I think of it. Okay.
2: We, had the long, we have, not we didn't have, we we have the longest bar, they say in Dusseldorf, because the old town, there's one pub next to another. Mm. So there's so many pubs linked together. So that's why we call it the longest bar in the world. Right, right, yeah.
1: right, right.
3: Uh,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I went there and said yeah.
2: And then next thing you know we were fifteen married. years ago, tomorrow. F- tomorrow, fifteen years. Yeah. Yep, that's right.
3: Yeah, yep. he was a serial killer.
2: Okay.
0: Peter Curtin.
2: Peter Curtin, yeah. No, okay. I don't think I can say I know him.
0: Eighteen eighty
2: three huh? born before di- my time.
0: Died in nineteen thirty one.
2: Still before my time. Born and
0: died in Cologne.
2: In Cologne. Cologne, yeah, that's next yep. door. You know, yep. like that the Düsseldorf folks are not very close to the Cologne folks; like they're very like different. Yeah, I'm
0: not very sure different. why he wasn't called the the Vampire of <laughs> Cologne. But I know he was, he was the Vampire of Düsseldorf or the Düsseldorf Monster.
2: Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ouch. yeah, ouch! Yeah. No good, no good.
0: Series of murders between February and November 1929.
2: Okay, there's some yeah. history for you. Yeah, that's cool. Thank now, you.
0: Should look that Correct up. Correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, which okay. I very well may be. Mm-hmm. But is your accent fully German or yeah, is it influenced no, in other ways? No,
2: it's 100%. Yeah. Marion speaks five languages. I speak five languages. That was my next question. How many time. languages do you speak? speak five
3: languages fluently. Yeah. I so.
2: do. I speak five languages fluently. And when I'm tired, I speak them all at the same time. Right. And I, I wait. I can put on a heavy accent if you want me to to do so, but I don't really like it very much. Right, right. Like the German is like not really what I want to speak. Right. So like in my English, I speak So Dutch. I'm not wrong then. No. It is it's
3: softened.
2: It's, it's softened, softened and it's softened. influenced it's, with other right. things. But you see, for me Well when you
3: speak Dutch, people don't even yes. they're not no, even sure if you don't know. You're like my
2: Dutch is so good. Like yeah. usually like when yeah. Germans speak Dutch, it's a really heavy accent yeah. as well. And I can sort of camouflage that quite yeah. quite well well and um people have asked me where i was from and i said from dusseldorf and they go like yeah but that's in dusseldorf so why did you so you guys moved there like when yeah. i was living in yeah. holland hmm. but
3: um and you're russian
2: my russian is was pretty, very good right? my russian was very good i mean mary lived um, in russia so. now it's okay like i have to describe sometimes words which i realize because yeah. i don't know them right now but i yeah. can describe it and then yeah. i'm okay um and my english well that's what i practice every day with ted and um and then my friend from montreal Of course, like it's more the Quebecois French, not the nice Parisian French, like, or whatever. It's just different, you know, it's a different accent. So, so I do speak all those languages and for my acting career here in in Canada, I find it hard because there's this tiny little accent that you do hear and it's really hard for me to get rid of. So, uh, so yeah. So that's that. So I, I did do a, um, a Volkswagen commercial. That was good. And it was done in German. Yeah. And we were shooting it in Montreal, pretending to be in Munich. And it was hilarious because it was freezing cold. And, um, I don't know. It's like minus 20 and we were all dressed there like with our cute little jeans jackets. Like we all had like blue lips trying to pretend we're in Munich and um, they were holding auditions and it seemed like they had a hard time finding Germans without any accent. That would yeah. speak German without any accent. So um so yeah, I got the job. Nice. Yeah, it was good. So and and I did a bit of like translation for a couple like for for a tv series that was yeah yeah blood and treasure the first season had some german in it and i was uh, the voice coach and translation so but like for me for myself like for roles it's hard just because i always have that accent in there right can't get rid of it
0: yeah i'm not very good at accents myself like i do a fair amount of voice work right i was in a a, cool uh, uh what was it chevy commercial myself right. very Ooh. cool Probably, i'm the, I I'm, I'm the voice of the chevy colorado pickup truck
2: okay in, oh, south, had,
0: in south korea that is so cool in south, korea. In south
2: korea. <laughs> korea i love it now that is cool wow yeah.
0: and i'm i'm the voice of wild turkey okay. uh,
3: bourbon right. in russia
2: whoa that so is i mean if you That's go awesome. to russia people will recognize just- you
3: they'd be so happy to meet you
0: maybe i'm not sure how well the campaign did it was actually a really funny campaign it was um so apparently the people in russia their marketing challenge with wild turkey bourbon in Mm -hmm. russia is that they don't know what turkeys are right so they think it's a turkish product oh Uh, yeah so that's a problem and and, and russians aren't necessarily inherently favorable towards
3: Mm. turkey Right. Culturally. Yeah. Spiraled. No, that would mess everything up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That would um, be good.
0: But they, as many countries are like China, Japan and South Korea, enamored with certain facets of North American culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that it was, it was this campaign all, all, all about trying to reinstill and re-educate the Russian populace that wild turkey bourbon was an American product not a Turkish product. (laughs) So it was this big campaign that Wild Turkey was launching to like across like multiple like it wasn't it wasn't restaurant or bar specific. It was they were going out and 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 offering a combo where you could go to like a a restaurant or a a, a pub and uh order a turkey burger and and get like (laughs) a glass of wild turkey bourbon with your turkey burger.
1: Burger.
3: A real American taste. <laughs> the turkey Love it. burger or the uh bourbon?
1: Both. Both. <laughs> Both. It was that was the, awesome. it was it was thematic.
3: Yeah.
2: Right.
1: Well that reminds of me of American yeah.
3: yeah. Southbound bourbon from Four Degrees. Yeah, we're drinking beer. that right now. Very well, nice. We, we
0: drank Very it. Cool. We yes. drank it quite quickly. It was. It I vanished. liked it. It was good. Yes, it was nice. It was, was like, nice. uh, you don't get a lot of those. I, I, I drink a little bit of Innocent Gun. It's got mm-hmm. that Innocent Gun mm-hmm. kind of thing going. It has... Whiskey uh, barrel aged. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah. It's got a little tang to mm-hmm. it.
3: Well, that's what started it off for us. We went to Four Degrees, mm-hmm. and we met great people, and we started... Hanging out with uh, these awesome guys on Fridays, and we all referred to it, it as a board, board meeting. meeting. We have a board meeting Friday mm-hmm. at five. Yes. Are you going to be at the board meeting? And just kept on going, yeah. met lots of cool people. Yeah. And many of those people were loading the truck with us today.
2: Yeah, they did. It yeah. was so awesome. It was nice. really, really nice. Yeah. It was very mm-hmm. nice for us. So, yeah. That help definitely made it a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, getting back into it—it's so nice.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we've talked about the show, but we haven't—we oh,
2: we haven't like properly talked no, about we the, the show. No, we haven't
0: plugged
3: the show. The show.
2: Yes.
1: yes. Come. Come. So, very yeah. simple. Come. Uh, please. Come when. We've come where. Come exactly. When?
0: For how long? long? When's my window? Where do I buy a ticket? That's yes. right. We'll
2: so, tell you. Listen. The station
3: theater is a gorgeous theater. The seating is amazing. It's very. There's lots of beautiful social distancing happening. So if you come in, you're no matter how many seats you buy, you're gonna be in a in a little pod of five. Mm-hmm.
2: But please buy so, five. Uh, yeah, buy if five. you don't
3: buy, buy five. Yeah. But it's a gorgeous theater. We're performing Fridays at seven thirty, Saturdays at two and seven thirty, and Sundays at two. Five weeks in a row with a huge illusion show with Wild, crazy illusions. Marion will be floating six feet off the stage, vanishing, reappearing, mind reading, uh
2: Telling interactive,
3: time. yeah, psychic goose in the show. Uh Ted so it's is a, a, a huge, crazy
2: game show host.
3: Yeah. Lots of fun stuff and for the family. It's a it's family a family show. It's a adult family show. Yes. So it's really five to a hundred and five. Yeah. We can play casinos and we do family shows. Yeah, so I leave my
0: hundred and six year old grandmother at home.
3: Yeah, hundred and six, I leave at home, but hundred and five
2: yeah. yeah. is still definitely fine. bring totally. her along. Totally. And uh, we can buy tickets anyway.
3: online at the station theater. Yeah,
2: and we're starting and August the sixth as <laughs> our first show. August yeah, the sixth. August
3: sixth until Labor Day. That's my until, son's birthday.
2: Whoa, happy early birthday! Well, well,
3: I think you have no choice right now. You owe it to your son <laughs> to bring him to our show. I think I do. On the yeah. 6th. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: So we're starting uh, August 6th, which is a Friday, then Saturday, Sundays, all the way to Labor Day weekend. And yeah. that's the first weekend in September.
1: Mhm.
3: Yeah. And tickets are selling really fast. I think I I wondered what would happen, but
0: oh, people are hungry. Like we
3: just spread people the word are hungry. Yeah. a couple of days ago, we've already sold a ton of tickets. So they're going really fast, and I don't know if we can add any more shows. I, I'm i not sure if that's possible. And so if you want to come, really
2: yeah, and uh, look into it right away. Yeah, and get tickets at com. That's the Station Theatre website. So yeah. you can go, or you call the Station Theatre, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. And um, yeah, it would be great if you could fill a pot of five or four. It's great, or if you have friends, you know, in a bubble, if you want to sit together, you gotta to but get the tickets together or let them know that you are coming together.
0: Yeah, so I mean, so our listeners, I'm sure, are tempted already. But yeah, how much are tickets? That's right.
3: Uh, Twenty dollars for children and students and yeah. 30 bucks for everyone else that's so yeah.
2: cheap it's yep.
3: very cheap yep yeah it's like going to a movie 10 years ago
2: well yeah exactly yeah. so and then uh, um, plus
3: g plus, HST, plus
2: hst yeah that's a given yeah. yeah that's a given but, um,
0: buy five tickets folks and Don't apparently cheap
3: i'm told that we're very good yeah i've yeah. been told
0: yeah and
2: then after oh. the show um i'm gonna
0: buy five tickets and scalp them yeah. After, yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Great
2: idea. Great idea. So, and after the show, Maybe we will start meet doing you. that. Yeah. That's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then after the show, we will um, sort of from a distance meet and greet, um, probably outside. Don't
3: tell or... anyone, but we're going to be in the parking lot after no. the There's show, show. Psh- saying hi. Saying hi. Because yeah. we're not allowed meeting people inside. We right. have to yeah. follow all the protocols. Yeah. 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 But so, we'll we're following there. all the protocols.
2: We are. We are.
3: But you're double vaxxed?
2: Yes, oh, we are. Yeah. Big time.
3: I may be triple vaxxed by the time we do the show. I think I might I'm even gonna
2: go
1: going to go in for like four. Yeah, know.
2: Yeah. You know what happened to me? What happened to you? I got what, are you sick?
0: No, no, I'm not sick. Okay. No, 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 no. Nothing like that. But I got the mixed vax. Like? You know, like the two different? Oh,
2: I'm, I got two. I, was, yeah.
0: di- I, was fi- I, feel, I feel like everybody did. But I got a text. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, my wife got the text. But it was like it mentioned three times. It said... It said Pfizer. My first one was mm-hmm. Pfizer. It was like, hey, too. if you got Pfizer, we have a second dose f- available for mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. Pfizer yeah. receiver, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. then we showed up and like, so you're getting Moderna today? I'm like, that's what? what
2: happened to me. Yeah. That's what yeah. happened to me. I felt a little duped. Tell me about it. And
0: I didn't really care. And I talked to the doctor there, and he's like, I'm a doctor. It's the same. It's same shit, different pile. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, stick me, doc. Yeah. And now I can't go to the
2: states. What?
3: Yes, I'm hearing things like that. There's travel problems
0: because yeah. the states isn't recognizing del- like mixed taxes.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: No way. No, I don't
3: need any
0: plans to go to the states. I don't know about you and your well, touring show and shit. Well,
3: we're we're you know getting a visa, getting our visa renewed. will take a little while. So we're right not. We we'll won't be touring February. in the states yeah. for a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had an O1 visa for three years, and now we don't we have don't one because so. it expired. Yeah. Yeah. After three so, years. Yes. No when it's time to do that,
2: we'll we're mixed.
3: It. So how many more vaccines do we need to get in no, order no, no,
0: no. to if
2: we just get another La- get a of a get into same, the US. whatever.
0: Last headline. well, I don't know if they're offer even offering that, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. Because well, they have it on record. I'm not well, sure. you already got two. And it's yeah. it's real I don't even think it's like, it's it's less of a Canada thing and more of an Ontario.
3: Really? Thing. Yeah. Ontario oh, that's the okay. last
0: headline I saw, at least. Okay. That. Ontario specifically is like petitioning yeah. the U other countries in general, but the U S specifically right. to recognize because the U S is not recognizing mixed facts
3: because they, okay. they didn't do that. Down mm-hmm.
0: there.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I
1: was
3: So the key to is. The yeah. Yeah. Me don't too. watch the news and you'll be fine.
0: I do my best not yeah. to watch the news. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. no, I do. I do, do want to go
3: work in the U S again because yes. we've had some really fun times there.
2: We, we, do, and the we Magic lots Castle of in California yeah, is that was so, so much cool. fun. Oh. So we we want to yeah. go back there. That was so nice. Mm-hmm. Love the Magic Castle. Yeah. Yes, I want to go back, please. Mm-hmm. And they also have very nice theaters. Like Canada has a lot of beautiful theaters, mm-hmm. and we're touring the Canadian theaters in a rotation of Two to three years, we would go back to all these venues. Um, But the U.S., of course, offers a lot more theaters. Of course. um, And in the winter...
0: And you can drive for an hour instead of driving for nine hours. That's right. Or
2: even longer. You know, like when we would go out west... You don't have to drive
3: nine hours north.
2: North. (laughs) Exactly. Because Mm -hmm. we have gone to Fort McMurray quite a few times, you know. And then the next show was like in Fort St. Joseph, Fort St... Something. Anyway. And so like you literally drive all the way up north to go all the way back down to go right back up north again. And then the following year, it's so nice when we go all of a sudden to like, you know, um, I don't know, just into the U.S., where there's no snow. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's nice, too, in the yeah. winter, getting a break. Or when we toured Bermuda, that was awesome. Like, so we would fly to Bermuda in the middle of a blizzard, leaving Toronto. Yeah, and then February. February. Bermuda,
3: Bermuda Festival of the Arts.
2: The, that how was many, nice. That
3: worked.
0: How many shows did you do in Bermuda? Just well, the one festival? or was we, it? I think it was five. It
2: was five. You're supposed five to have done shows. three, but the ticket sales were so all with All good. within the same was, yeah, festival? Yeah. yeah. And then we did yeah, five shows. Yeah, I think shows. we were...
3: Booked for three shows, and then I levitated Marion in the air on the beach, and it was a mm. really cool photograph. And yeah. so we sold out two more shows. Yes. So we got to stay yeah. a little longer. Yeah, yeah. And it's a nice place to be in February. So. Yeah, B- Bermuda's awesome. Yeah. It's
2: beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of yeah. history there.
3: Yeah, yes. I sold churches. Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was beautiful. Yeah, my family's from Bermuda, so I used to go there every year. Nice. And uh, yeah. there's a ton of outer bridges in Bermuda, mm. and it's gorgeous. Beautiful beaches, beautiful history. And uh,
0: my dad, uh, my dad spent a lot of time in Bermuda mm-hmm. on oh, cool. business. He's a, he's an accountant and
3: that being mm. a tax banking. shelter
0: there. Banking. Right. banking. Lots of banking going yeah. on banking. there. Yeah. Banking.
3: Yeah. yeah. Banking, bootleggers, pirates. Yeah. yeah. And everyone. So in the winter you have to wear long pants. The locals. If you're a Bermudian.
2: Yeah. Mm.
3: Yeah. We were tourists, so we would wear flip flops and shorts. But right. in during the winter degrees. you have to wear long pants in Bermuda, it's you know, the way to go. Right.
0: And now is that a climate thing or a fashion
3: thing? That's a fashion thing. Like yeah, Bermudians yeah. are more British than the British. Yeah, yeah. Right, so right, they right, follow yeah. all the
0: yeah. you know
2: the rules. I
0: mean, no white after Labor Day.
3: Mhm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And linen, you know. So those headphones are totally. only good for another month.
2: Sorry. Shit. You can give them to <laughs> me afterwards. It's okay. I take them. I take them. It's okay. <laughs> well, guys. Yeah. Well, thank this you. is by that far was a great my, longest,
0: my longest yes. podcast ever. Wow. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah for us uh, too. We're at 148 minutes.
2: Wow. That's a long time. That's a long time. Is that On. longer
0: than your show?
3: Yes. Yes. It is. Nice. And the last podcast we did was called Magic and Martinis. Yeah. Yes. With... Uh, Scott Wells. Scott Wells in, in Texas. Texas. And so he pours you he- this triple martini. Mm. And then you're chatting. <laughs> and then you have an intermission. So he makes you another triple martini. Yeah. And I don't know martinis at all. I know beer and wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have my second triple martini. So in the second half of the podcast, I got really quiet, and Marion took over. I because turned I was into
2: Motomouth because yeah. I had to make up for Ted, <laughs> who was not that well Ted, anymore. Would you like
3: to contribute to that? Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> it was really funny, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, but if you fun. ever would listen to that Magic podcast, like I think a lot of magicians have actually listened to it. Yeah, it was. Like, Ted, like you were pretty
3: quiet like, in the second half. Yeah, what happened? They all went like, Where were you? Yeah, well, it was kind of
2: nice that Marion was there, but fortunately it was funny. we were
3: staying at Scott's house that yeah, night. Yeah, we did. It was a, good. We we gave a lecture yeah. in his town, and then yeah. we did the
2: yeah, we went Houston, magic and Texas, martinis. Yeah. Yeah. it so. was fun though. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, like it was super a lot nice of fun. guy, and anyway, but it was just funny. It was a good one. Like he does it every Thursday, magic yeah. and martinis.
3: You know, if you're a magician, if your car breaks down, you can go call any magician in that city and go, hey. My car broke down. I'm a magician. Help me out, and they will come. Like yeah. it's, it's like a, a brotherhood.
2: It's a family. It's
3: quite quite wonderful. I mean, yeah. the magic clubs, uh, magicians are all they kind of help each other out.
0: Oh yeah, I'll bet. I mean, I musically, I've done a lot of different things, mm-hmm. but I I I came originally from like the heavy metal scene, mm. as you can see from really my oh, yes. okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I was a I was a metal guy, and yeah. you know it's it pretty niche. Yeah. Pretty niche thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I get that. Yeah. 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 So you, you can help a brother out mm-hmm. or sister.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. I was actually I was going to become a magician or a goaltender or a heavy metal guitarist. Nice. And it was. Yeah. I, to...
0: I tried my hand at heavy metal guitar, <laughs> but I was just a little too lazy, and then I and so then I switched to the less lazy thing and became a metal drummer.
3: Cool. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my son's a drummer. He's a good drummer, mm-hmm. and I—it's uh, too bad he didn't, you know, get to chat with you longer when he was here. But other uh, times, yeah, he's standing by to go to Taiwan right now. What, but the next uh, time I get over what kind of drummer here. is he? What kind of drummer?
0: What style of music?
3: Rock, uh, punk, the, rock, jazz, jazz and rock. Yeah. Rock, yeah, jazz. I would
2: say so. Yeah. But I think maybe not you need punk, to ask Matt. Not heavy
3: metal, Oh. Uh, no. but rock, jazz. Yeah. I did He enjoys
2: it very much. I was
0: actually a death metal drummer.
3: He's not a death metal no. drummer. No. Yeah. Did yeah. a little wow. bit of
0: punk rock and hardcore too. Okay. Mm.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. Well uh you guys have to you guys gotta go Oak Hit up. something together.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got drums cool. right
3: there. He can
0: come. Right, he can try yeah, them out. Right,
2: yeah. I yeah. got more well, drums next upstairs. Next time he comes, uh-huh. next time he comes, that whole
0: road case, okay, it's yeah, full cool. of drums.
2: Amazing. Very cool.
3: Amazing.
2: Very cool. Well, last anyway, time he was anyway. here,
3: we, you know, it just wasn't We're going to wrap it up. Yes. Because yeah, we now should. we're
0: at 151 minutes.
2: No, no, no. We better
3: yeah, stop. we should try to keep it under two hours. Absolutely. We've got to
2: keep it under two no, hours. No, it's
3: well over two hours.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, uh, maybe you can cut some minutes. <laughs>
0: oh, 151
1: <laughs> yeah, minutes. Yeah, you're, <laughs> clearly, you're magicians, not mathematicians. <laughs> what happened?
2: <laughs> what happened, Ted? No, it's a good time. That's well, no com- awesome time. But yeah. thank you so much for well, having us. Well, thanks for coming out, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having
3: us.
0: And that was my chat with Ted and Marion Outerbridge. We knew some of the same people from other places. How about that? That's always so fun. What a small world this can be. Small town, small town living. Thank you for tuning in to episode four. It's episode four of On. And thank you once more to this episode's sponsors, Water and Rail, available at the Arts Hub. Go get it with your discount code, PODCAST10, PODCAST10. Go grab a hoodie and some sunglasses, and then with your cool new look, you go take a strut over to Bowie's on 20 Russell Street. Live music, you've probably heard about the place. And if you haven't gone yet, what are you waiting for? Now's the time. The world's opened back up, didn't you hear? Thanks for tuning in, folks. We will connect with you again
1: in a couple weeks. Until then.